0: Well, hello there, listener. My name is Matthew Renfro, host of The Fro Show, and you're listening to another great 4 Radio product. For more shows, check out foride Hi, and welcome to Ballpark Bros. It's the inaugural
1: episode of the show, and we're ready to talk sports with you.
0: That's right. I'm Mike, that's Tom, and with us is friend of the show, David Dargarts. Mm. Sprots. No, we're not calling it Sprouts. First up is our little piece on
1: uh, Jose Fernandez, who was killed on Sunday in a boating accident. Very sad story. Um, Just 24 years old, rookie of the year in 2013, defected from Cuba, and uh, yeah, so... Anything you guys got about that?
2: It was very sad. He is his, what was it, his girlfriend or his fiance or wife was expecting. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a recent Instagram
0: post of her yeah. on the beach uh, talking about expecting the child and how his
2: life was going to change and everything. Just, yeah, he was a very, very promising young player. Um, one of my favorite non-Cubs, yeah, for I sure. Have, I have a, there's a friend, of, yeah. friend and an associate of mine who's a big, big Marlins fan, and that was his favorite player, so he had a very rough day yesterday as as did many i
0: don't know if you guys saw um major league teams all throughout baseball yeah uh, cubs mets uh mariners dodgers all of them hung uh fernandez jerseys in their dugout mm-hmm. yesterday yeah. and obviously the you know the team postponed actually game i think yesterday. they just
1: completely canceled it
0: oh they're not even gonna make it up as far as i know I that's
1: what the statement said from the team oh
0: aren't the marlins in the thick of a wild card chase uh,
1: are they i they not falling know. out but the, the statement is the Miami Marlins organization is devastated by the tragic loss of Jose Fernandez. Our thoughts and prayers are with the family at this very difficult time.
2: Today's game against the Atlanta Braves has been canceled.
0: Well, I mean they were playing Braves, so the
2: the Marlins have a elimination number of two, yes, they do right now, so but in any case uh,
0: they're still in it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose if they're knocked out, they probably won't uh, right they't actually make up those off, games but, uh, just tragic news out of the world of baseball mm-hmm. And
1: then uh, more sad news, I guess. uh, Arnold Palmer uh, died at the age of 87. Famous golfist and... um, Legendary golfman. And fan of half drinks. The Arnold Palmer, the half lemonade, half iced tea beverage that he is credited with having invented.
2: No one ever did it before.
1: No one ever uh,
2: did it and was famous before. Well, yeah, I mean, even if he didn't invent it, you know. It's it's still important that he brought it to the masses. Right. In addition to that, he is a legendary golfer. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh 7 majors
2: he won. Full disclosure to our listeners, none of us are golf guys. Yes, we will we will we will do our best to cover the big happenings. We have the Ryder Cup upcoming. Um we intend to cover that and possibly I promise bring you in I will a watch a match yes yes and and we will we we do intend to bring in uh, a a golf viewer a golf uh, enthusiast to that episode a golf
1: guru you got to get the alliteration
0: yes uh, yeah there exactly. you go exactly um it, I don't know if there was anyone who meant more to their sport than Arnold, than Arnold, Arnold Palmer did. We can cut that, right, Eric? That's
2: Inaugural it. episode. just we'll <laughs> saying no, we can't. We'll chalk it up to inaugurics.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't, I can't think of anyone who meant more to their sport than Palmer. I mean, yes, Gretzky is hockey, and you know Jordan is basketball, but you think of golf, you think of Palmer right off the bat, and, you know, maybe that's because it's more of an individual sport than a team sport, but. Uh, anyone who knows anything about golf knows about Arnold, Arnold Palmer. I yeah, cannot right. say Arnold. This is Arnold, ridiculous. Arnold, Arnold. Arnold. Hey, Arnold. There you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> I remember uh, hearing my grandmother talk about our grandmother. Yeah, but this, <laughs> selfish. Yeah, but their, this my story. <laughs> their grandmother and my grandmother talk about uh, golf from you know when she was younger, not today's players like that Tiger Woods fellow and and whatnot. And it was always talking about Arnold Palmer because that was who everybody
0: liked. I was a Nicholas guy myself. Yeah, of course you were.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Okie okay, dokie. Okay.
0: All right, well. Arnold Palmer dead at 87. All right. Now, moving on to slightly less sad news. LSU
2: fired less miles this weekend. They have one less. Fewer
1: miles. Fewer.
2: They have one less less miles than before. They need more miles. Or not, because they fired him. Their record was what?
0: Uh, a record with less miles 113 and 34. They were 7 and 4 in bowl games, and they won the 2007 national championship under less miles um great great coach just you know when you're playing when you're coaching in the sec yeah if you're not competing for the national championship you're likely to lose your job in two and a half years what have you done for me this season (sighs) exactly yeah yeah, exactly and you know what two two three losses in a row and uh just not looking good in that opener against wisconsin
1: i think that's that's more a, a a problem of the uh players than the coach
2: Well, yeah,
0: but aside from the. He's also there to be a recruiter, so he obviously wasn't getting it done on that end, so they got to bring in a new guy.
2: Yeah, in college, you got to get things going right away.
0: Uh, They did also fire offensive coordinator Cam Cameron as well, uh, who. He wasn't he? Many of you remember was offensive coordinator, head coach in the NFL for a while, with the Dolphins and Browns. Um, And it shows. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, it does. Um, but you know what so what's next for l s u who's the next hot coaching candidate they can try to bring in? Next
1: My guess year. is that they'll uh poach somebody from
2: the Mac, whatever team has a really good season yeah. Toledo's doing really good this year. they'll poach eastern Michigan is three and one, yes, Eastern Michigan has won more games this year than in the past what eighty combined like three like <laughs> three or four. <laughs> Yeah. No.
0: Um, Who knows? <laughs> I I would not be surprised to see them uh, try to go after Brian Kelly. Try to bring him uh-huh. out from Notre Dame. Um, you know, there's always a chance they look to the NFL. And I know he's only been in San Fran for one year, but maybe they want to try to bring Chip Kelly back to the college game. You know who they should go for is Jim Tom Sula.
2: Jim Tom Sula. There's someone who might be available soon, actually, is Matthew Stafford for coaching. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to know something about football to be a coach. <laughs> harsh, guys. And true. Still harsh. We will do. Uh, We'll we'll cover the, the Lions um, a lot on this, and we'll do it much more fairly than we started out, than I started out, about 15 seconds.
0: But. I may not. I'm full disclosure.
2: I may not.
1: <laughs> Don't worry. I'll keep the balance. I'll talk about how great they are every time you talk about how bad they are. Sounds go.
0: fair. You're going to be doing a lot of talking about how great they are. It's you a give really and take. Are.
1: No, I'm just going to take. Yeah, and I'm going to give. Okay
0: he's right that's what it is all right on our uh quest to get progressively happier uh vin scully is retiring this year many of you know uh last home broadcast was last night uh vin scully been the play-by-play man for the dodgers since their days in brooklyn from 1950 all the way up to this year it's the longest tenure by any broadcaster with one team Just a couple of quick stats on scully at age 25 he became the youngest person to call a world series game record still stands today um, he also called football for a while and called the catch at Candlestick, Montana to Clark to send the 49ers to the Super Bowl. I feel he like also I knew that. he also was there for Jack Morris's no hitter in '84 against the White Sox, the first official night game in Wrigley Field history in 1988. He called Kirk Gibson's uh, World Series game-winning home run, and on June 3rd, 1989, uh, he was calling NBC's Game of the Week in St. Louis. The game went ten innings. Uh, yeah. He hopped on a plane, flew to Houston. Instead of going to his, uh, instead of going to his hotel like he was supposed to do, he drove straight to the Astrodome, where he continued to call the Astros game that went extra innings, thirteen innings. In that game that he called for a total of twenty-three innings in one day in two cities.
2: He's a rock star. Impressive. I feel like he when he got to the Astrodome, he just like kicks in the door, kicks everybody out. He's like, "I'm here." <laughs> what was what were the circumstances of that? Does anyone know?
0: No he uh, he got down there. The game was still going, and you know, being like, the professional yeah. that he is, well, you you don't say, "Hey." Then it's great that you're here, but
1: yeah.
2: we already got these guys doing. Yeah, it's this. just it's interesting to me because obviously we had people calling the game uh, before he arrived. It's just well, oh, they <laughs> did a whole game already. They got their nine innings. Yeah, in, so. that's yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. They were done. They were yeah. probably relieved that he was there, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I, I mean, nothing says baseball like listening to Vince Scully on a Sunday afternoon. Just one of the greatest voices in baseball, always, always with a story. The, he's the only guy who could do it on his own nowadays. Yes. yes.
1: Everybody everybody needs a color guy. Definitely. And he was play-by-play. Play, he was color. He mm. knew when to stop talking and just let the sport go for itself when he was doing TV.
0: Oh, yeah. Many times he'd just sit back and let the game unfold and just let you watch with your own eyes and just let the
2: the game be, yeah, that's be the story. That's something I really appreciate because we're watching sports these days, and we've got there's all there always has to be something to talk about, and especially when you're watching, you don't really need that. And they're always flashing graphics on the screen, oh, and yeah. telling you every little thing. Oh, you
0: got the Bucks and Nances of the world that have yeah. to have an anecdote for every little thing that happens on the football field. Yeah, I,
2: I watch a lot of Blue Jays games, and those those announcers, uh, they they do a good deal of just stopping, just you know, here and there, nothing nothing. Like Scully or anything But uh, Nobody every, ever will do it Like Scully right, did Exactly But yeah Every now and then You need to just listen to The sport It's You want to hear the fans Because that's How baseball started Baseball was A group of guys And a huge uh, mess of fans, yeah. and that's the noise you got. That's the more authentic sound rather than uh, all these graphics flashing on the screen, which I'm yeah. not anti-graphics and information on the screen.
1: Well, when you're talking about what a player has done on the fifth Tuesday of every yes. third <laughs> month of the season, yes, it, they get a bit technical.
2: There are a lot of stats that don't matter, uh, but that's always kind of the conversation. There are always stats that don't really matter. Yeah, I mean, We get... We, we deconstruct the crap out of players' stats and, and everything. and Many of them, yeah, I guess are important and there are trends in there. But
1: Well, uh, the best stat is always just the eyeball test. Yeah, How do they look like they're doing? Yeah, If he's out there making his pitches, you know, if they're hitting the ball,
0: fielding well, you can see that they're doing that. Uh, and if you're talking about the Dodgers, it looks like they're doing pretty well considering they clinched their division last night. In yeah. Scully's last uh, home game of the season, last yeah. home game ever, yeah. um, well, they become the uh what uh fifth team to clinch this year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you got uh cubs leading all the baseball 99 wins you got washington at 91 and the dodgers at 90 and over in the al you got boston and texas with 92 and cleveland's closing in on it uh 90 wins for them as well Still, so surprising to me that they're successful. Well, especially, I mean, everybody's talking about oh, which pitcher are they going to trade away? You know, you got the Cubs sniff around Carrasco and whoever else, and uh, you know they they were supposed to be sellers come the trade deadline this year, and right, they just kept you know rolled well, off wins. And, that huge winning streak didn't hurt. Yeah. Well, and their absolute dominance of the Tigers so far this year. Yeah. But yeah, no, the Indians are definitely a surprise team this year. Um I didn't I didn't think that Boston would be a division winner this year and you know, it looks like uh,
2: it looks like they're on their way to that. Yeah, I didn't expect that either. Um, but, I really you know, thought it was Toronto's division this year. I did. Yeah, Toronto won it last year, and there was an interesting offseason where the GM quit. Um, but they kept all the players. They kept many of the players that were a huge part of the success, yeah. like Donaldson. Uh, Roberto Asuna has been amazing the past yes, three, three years as a closer, and it's it's amazing too when you consider his age. He you watch him out there, and he looks like he's been doing this for twenty years. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be affected really by the crowd, but but yeah, they kept many of those players, and you thought, why, you know, why won't they go that far again? Right. And they did go very far. They are, they do have the first wild card spot at the moment.
0: They do. It's right. uh, them in Baltimore right now. Baltimore is up a game and a half on Detroit for that last spot, and Toronto leads Baltimore by a game and a half. So
1: I, f- I feel like it'll probably be Toronto with the first wild card. Oh, for
2: sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're going to hit that first wild uh, card spot. They've man, been playing very well recently.
0: You got Seattle, Houston, and New York still alive uh Kansas City is six games out you got teams like the White Sox Angels A's Rays and Twins that have
2: been out of it for I think since around a month or yeah yeah around a month (laughs) or so um the A's are an interesting story every year but it's the same story too I still can't believe you know a
0: couple years ago they go all in they bring in Lester they bring in Jeff Samarzja and Cespedes was there then go ahead and crap the bed when it came time (laughs) to play some October baseball but
2: and then every offseason they just well, I cut mean, the
0: team <sighs> well,
1: buying a team only works when you're the 90s Yankees right. Yeah. right
0: that's you know with my cubs I we've got a nice balance we bring these guys up like Bryant and Baez, and yeah, we we did trade for Russell, but you know we brought him up when the time was right, and then we we complemented that with signings of Lester and Lackey, and someone who I think has been terribly underrated in all this, uh, David Ross, who is also calling it quits this year. Yeah. Um, Cubs with a great tribute to him over this last homestand uh, against the Cardinals, gave him a frame jersey, gave him the number three uh, score panel from
2: from the outfield. Um, it's nice to see someone other than Jeter getting the treatment. Yeah. And Jeter was yeah. huge to baseball, obviously, and yeah. no one's going to deny that. Um, but it seems like there are so many other players who are having their retirement tours. Um, obviously, Ortiz is going to get the the, the Jeter right. treatment as well. But you've got R- Ari Dickey. This is his last season. Right, this is right. you know, Ross's last season. There, there are a few other well, players who this is their last season.
0: With, with the guys like, like Ross, I mean, you've got that the the cubs around the clubhouse call him Grandpa Rossi. Well, you know, he's he's one of the older guys on the team and he's he's been around, he's seen some things and you know, he helped the Red Sox to their World Series and um he uh he just has so much to give in the way of teaching these young guys that he's cultivated these relationships and these guys respect him just as much as they respect their managers and hitting coaches and everything like that. And yeah, he came in as John Lester's personal catcher. That was his role. But he's become so much more to that team, and you see that all around the league with some of these older guys. Yeah, they might not have spent that long in that city, but they've come to mean a whole hell of a lot to that to that community. Well, is and it,
1: well, it's the older guys like that that are just absolutely one hundred percent team first, you know, yes. and whatever mm-hmm.
0: team they're on, they're not
1: attached
0: to the name, you know. Yeah. No, it's I, I'm I remember David Ross in Atlanta. He was he was just one of the guys he wasn't he wasn't hitting all you know all these home runs he didn't have a great on base percentage he was just one of the guys in the Atlanta clubhouse and he bounced around you know he's been to Boston uh Los Angeles i believe is where he started out you know this time here with the cubs at the end he's only been here for 2 years but he's he's always been A really good team player and just a really good guy.
2: And we had a chance Uh, to see him this year too when we were in Chicago. We saw him play uh, when they hosted the Nationals. Yeah, Uh, he had I think he went one for one. Yeah, one run, one hit in that one. Um, And it was nice. I've it's I'm very happy that I was able to see. Him this year, but I also got to see David Ortiz and R. A. Dickey. Right. So right. it's a cool thing to like get to see those guys in their well, and retirement you know those, those are some of the guys that you don't think
0: about, like the Rosses and the Dickies of the world. Those are some of the guys that you don't think about after you know you've gone to these games Spe- and you're telling your kids yeah. about them years right. later. You don't you don't think to say I saw David Ross, I saw R. A. Dickey, mm-hmm. but those are still special games because those yeah. are still special players in their own right. right. And
1: they they're they're great players, and they you don't talk about them because they don't talk about themselves. Right. Yeah,
2: right. Ari Dicky's not a huge personality and they just
1: show up and they go to work yeah. every day, do their job and go home yeah. at night.
0: Yeah. No, it,
2: Except for maybe David Ortiz. Right.
1: No. he's,
2: he's I hear, We hear a lot about him.
0: Yeah. I feel like <laughs> David Ortiz does nothing but hit baseballs, even his free time. He yeah. Just, yeah. He's, he's got his own baseball park in his backyard. He
2: only eats mashed potatoes, and he does it by having potatoes pitched to him. Exactly. He just whacks the potato, and that's how he got that figure. That's a home run hitting figure. I mean, it look it at really, other guys really like is. that. Uh, Butler. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bartolo Colon. hmm Home run machine. Yes. Hey,
1: some machines have only done one thing ever.
2: <laughs> that is true. We all have a mutual love for Bartolo here. Yes, we do. We love Bartolo Cologne. He's 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 amazing. He's always been a great pitcher, and he's a cool guy. I'm really wow.
0: gonna miss the Dickey Cologne
2: matchup. So yes, I yes, spoke there. Yes. When last well, season, I mean, at one point, Toronto hosted the Mets, and it was that was the matchup, Dickey and Cologne, and it brought joy to us. And you know, we're we're fourteen, all three of us, all very very <laughs> adolescent. You can't tell by our voices. The radio makes everyone sound
0: much much older, but we're all fourteen de- year old boys, a, yeah,
2: at least a decade. Uh, anyways, anyways,
0: well, moving on, moving on. I believe we're uh, we're taking it into the world of hockey now, right, Tom? Woo, hockey! The hockey
2: World Cup, <laughs> cup. Yes, that is. It's been very really um, exciting.
0: We
1: uh,
2: exciting if you're not an American. That's oh, it's true. exciting to watch them be very, very terrible. It's it's exciting to watch them be. be just ask Phil Kessel. <laughs> they were so yes. bad. Yes, let's talk about Phil Kessel. Their,
1: their choice of team players. They they focused on grit.
2: Yes, grit. It's always to, been grit
1: to try to beat the Canadians because they don't have the skill to do it. And one of the players they left off of the team to add grit was Phil Kessel, a very good American hockey player. Um, and after they lost to Canada to knock them out of contention. Mercifully knock them out. Mercifully.
2: <laughs> release uh, them from contention.
1: <laughs> Phil Kessel tweeted, just sitting around the house tonight with my dog. Felt like I should be doing something important, but couldn't put my finger on it. <laughs>
0: I love Phil Kessel. Yeah.
1: So he's a little bitter about having been left off the team. Oh, and, and well, he shouldn't be. It saved him
0: from terrible embarrassment. Yeah, but I probably should have sent him a thank you card and flowers.
2: But there's there's Phil Kessel, and then there's these other players here, uh, um, right? Who who commented following Kessel's tweet? Uh,
1: somebody had had tweeted to Bobby Ryan about you know Kessel's tweet saying uh, that he should say something too. And Bobby Ryan replied to that person, nah, kill USA hockey with kindness. And maybe they'll let me play over 35 adult worlds. If I'm not a defensive liability by then.
2: <laughs> I do like Bobby Ryan. It's not just cause I'm a homeboy. He hasn't been with Ottawa long enough for, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I like him too, <laughs> but I, I, loved Bobby Ryan in Anaheim when he defeated my, Ottawa senators for the <laughs> Stanley Cup. I
0: feel like we probably should have given some full disclosure at the beginning. Uh, Tom and I are both uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish fans. I'm a Packers fan, Cubs fan, Spurs fan, and Dallas Stars fan.
2: What are you, Tom? Uh,
0: I am
1: me. I'm a Steelers fan. He's a me fan. A Pirates fan and a New Jersey Devils hockey fan.
2: Yes, and then in uh, in baseball, obviously, I'm a, it, should be, it should be obvious by now. I'm a Toronto Maple, uh, Maple, Maple Leafs. Maple Birds fan. Yeah, yeah they might combine the teams. What's hilarious about that is that as an Ottawa Senators fan, I absolutely hate the Maple Leafs. Now,
0: do they throw pucks mm-hmm. and hit them
2: with baseball bats, or do they throw baseballs and hit them with hockey sticks? Yeah, it's actually, it is the second one. Most oh. people think it's the first oh. thing of the things that you just said. Uh, well, pucks don't travel through the air very well. And, and They're then, not aerodynamic
0: on that one it, that more, side, diff- make it a more
2: difficult spot. and then in baseball i like the toronto blue jays uh in in football, I am a, a Saints fan, and uh, that's a great really, story about how that happened. Too. Yeah, it's a great story. It's very sad now that I'm a Saints fan, but when it all <laughs> began, it was really exciting. I, I when I was when I was growing up, I was raised as a Dallas Cowboys fan because that's, <laughs> it, yeah. yeah. No, tell me about it. It was a good thing in the '90s to be a Cowboys fan. I mean, we I enjoyed a little bit of of success uh, in that nature. Yeah, Three uh, Super Bowls in yeah. four years. That's oh yeah, not bad. Yeah, but as I as I got older and started to think from myself i made even poorer decisions like becoming a saints fan but
0: how that worked
2: is uh so we were playing what it was well, we were, when we were living together and yeah.
0: i had, I had bought um i didn't have a gaming system but david did yeah it was the so madden. i bought
2: madden to yeah. play on
0: his system and uh we'd play together every once in a while and we came up with a pretty interesting way to go ahead and pick his favorite team since he wasn't really a football guy at that point
2: yeah at the, i had sort of dropped out of football obviously I, I still enjoyed the sport but i wasn't going to games like i am now um i didn't obviously i didn't have a favorite team it was well into dallas's uh current misery um But we decided to simulate a season, and whoever won the Super Bowl would be the team that I went with. And we simulated the season, and Madden decided that the Indianapolis Colts were to defeat the New Orleans Saints in the Super Bowl. So I became a Colts fan for a few seconds. And then one of of our other cousins said, that's lame, be a Saints fan. And so I did. And then, the very next year, they won the Super Bowl over the Indianapolis Colts. Kismet. Kismet, indeed, serendipity. (laughs) Eerie. It's a really great story. I'm sure it's everyone like, who just listened to it is thinking, my, that was a great story. I'm glad they told it. It really was. I like that story. <laughs> no, it's funny. I mean, uh, and it's better than Tom's story. <laughs> hey, it's kind of, it I is tell stories. I spin yarns. It is kind of lame too, because most people come to their favorite teams in more intimate ways. I suppose uh, relationships with, you know, uh, parents or, or, you know, whoever, it,
0: uh, every, every one of my favorite teams is because of a player. Yeah. When I, you know, growing up I loved Brett Favre, Mark yeah. Grace, David Robinson, Mike Madono. Right. That'll come into play later. That's called foreshadowing kids. <laughs> yes. Uh I Well done.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what it was. Well, it was a player for baseball. Now, I I I have like the um the Maple Jays my whole <laughs> life. And uh now, I, I, I have been a lifelong Blue Jays fan, but there are periods where I wasn't really into baseball or, or even sports at all. But no, I,
0: I really until I started working with you. Yeah. And, and, you know, that was when you finally picked baseball back up. Yeah, and it
2: sort of dropped out. I have a, I have a few friends who live in Columbus, too, who who kind of, you know, got me back into sports because yeah. it's a very easy thing for us to just go and do. It's an easy um, way to bond. It really yeah, is. It is. Yeah, it really is. And that's that's another thing about, you know, coming to your favorite team or whatever is, is it's usually a bonding experience with somebody. But. um. I was always a, a Alomar fan, um, and so I, I just don't, when I was a kid, I was just always an Alomar fan. So that's how I was a Jays fan. And then I got lucky because, again, about a couple years after I started following the Jays, they win two World Series. Right. Um, that and didn't happen with the Ottawa Senators.
1: You wanna you wanna start following the Pirates? Sure.
0: I think now's the time to get on the Cubs bandwagon, though.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> couple is. couple of years they they're due to win right. this year,
0: right, 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 right. Yeah. So this was a, a discussion about hockey. It was um, it was a good one. I, too. You know, I felt I felt that we should have been upfront about our teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, but getting back to the hockey, so uh, you know, the US's epic fail, in, uh and I don't use that term, but it really was an epic fail in the World Cup this year, uh, prompted us to come up with our top ten US-born players. Uh Tom, you want to go ahead and kick it off or would you like me to do the honors? Uh I'll get it going. All right. Ten to one, Tom. Ten to one. Screw this up. Number ten, I got John (laughs) LeClair. Don't make fart noises at all my
1: choices. (laughs) Uh great player. Uh four hundred goals. 400 odd assists really good offensive player most of these are really good offensive he
2: players. he was one of the highest paid players too uh in the what late early 2000s i think it was I he believe played so. for Philadelphia down towards did. the end of his career he caused
0: the lockout yes you're correct
2: david yeah he kind of did it was he, his fault he was one of the highest paid players at that time
0: uh number nine tony
1: amanti another great one uh number eight mike richter yes one of the great American goalies. One of the five great American goalies. The greatest American goalie. Yeah. He's the only goalie on my list, so. <laughs> I mean, he's 301 wins. That's pretty good. That's that's impressive. I mean, not everyone can have 690-some wins.
2: Especially with the Rangers, who were hot and cold through that whole decade. Right. Um, well, through basically every decade since probably the 1960s, they've been hung.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Number seven, Bill Guerin. Uh, He was kind of a journeyman there for a while, hopping between teams.
0: I loved it when he was a star. Was he there? Hated him everywhere else. Was
2: he there for the cup? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Number six, I'm going to flip
1: this up and not go with Jeremy Roenick like I had. Interesting. I'm going to go with Brian Leach. Tedious. Brian, Brian Leach. Leach.
2: Brian Leach. Oh, good.
1: Uh, right above that at number five, Chris Chelios. Long-time player. Played until he was 43.
2: He kept 42 he, he ended With up the Atlanta Thrashers.
0: Ugh. Best known for his time with the Atlanta Thrashers.
2: I believe, I believe yes. he ended his career with um, Chicago. one of Chicago's uh, the Chicago
0: Wolf Pack or Wolves or yeah. something. His, yeah, but his last NHL action was with the Thrashers.
2: Right. Yeah, you can't pay me to remember AHL team names. No, not at all. God forbid ECHL. They change up so often.
1: Uh, Let's see, uh, number four, Pat LaFontaine, who had the highest uh, goals per game average of any American-born player. Um, the only actual American player who had a higher one than him was Brett Hull, who wasn't born in America, so he can't be on the list I, I had been told.
2: Yes, we had a very, uh, violent discussion about that.
1: Tom's still bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Um, and on to number three, Keith Kachuk.
2: Simply because of the name, honestly. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, he gets, well, he's at
2: least number five for the name, and then his stats push him up to three. Right. That's a good hockey name. Yeah. He was a great player. Especially because he it's was. not spelled really any
1: way you think that it would be spelled. <laughs> exactly. Uh, number two, Mike Mondano. Uh, really. Great hockey player, one, one of, of one of the best hockey players ever. Yeah,
2: yes, not and just American. He's one of those guys that spent his whole career with the one franchise too, which is really yeah.
0: Except for that cool to see. one year he spent in yeah. Detroit. Ah, yes, yes, Detroit. he ended it in Detroit. Yeah,
2: yeah that be, that's become kind of a thing the past couple of years too.
0: Yeah. Well, and uh, for him, it was a homecoming. He, yeah,
2: you know, born and living in is, Michigan. He is from Michigan, so yeah. that one made sense. And who's your number one, Tom?
1: My number one American-born player of all time. Defenseman Phil Housley.
2: What? I mean, what? Hey, no, as, I no, I agree. I agree. A, it's just a shocker probably as, to a lot of people listening.
1: As a defenseman, he had exactly as many goals as Mike Mondano as a forward. So
2: Yeah, that's pretty that's a uh, pretty uh, amazing actually. Um but what what were his defensive stats or do we not? Uh, I mean, it's hard to have they, defensive stats, but his defensive success I guess throughout his year he was, his uh, career.
1: He was really known as more of a you know, offensive defenseman, mm-hmm. obviously, and
0: uh, he wasn't lacking for defense.
1: Though. No, right. Obviously,
2: he's it's more like a being able to play. He's definitely a top four, like a Paul Coffey kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. being able to
1: play fifteen hundred games in the NHL as a defenseman, you can't be bad at defense. Right. Yeah, that's true. Right.
2: Yeah, that's a long time to play in that position. Yeah. That's a pretty hard hitting, and you get a lot of you get more ice time as a defenseman, and right. you get a lot of a lot of violence involved in that. Right, right. Especially the years that he played yeah back before they wussified the sport
1: Mm -hmm. yeah totally wussified with all those (laughs) head injuries they're still getting
2: yeah (laughs) david did you prepare a list at all or Uh, i don't have an uh, a ranked list many many of the players that um i do have on the list are players that were on tom's list and i'm sure they're players that are on uh your list Mm -hmm. as well you'd like Um, to think that wouldn't you (laughs) But i believe i believe uh I believe that a player not on either list, I know it's not on Tom's at least, is uh, Patrick Kane. Now, it's tough because this list, uh, your your list between the two of you are probably all retired players. And, uh, and it's difficult yes. to make a greatest of all time when you're talking about a player as young as Patrick Kane. Right. And uh, you know he still has a long career ahead of him. But I feel that he's worth mentioning I, in this right. conversation. And I
0: will say that... He, um on on the list on the list of 20 players that I started with he was there mm-hmm. and he made it down to 15 yeah he made it down to 12 yeah when
2: he retires, and it was hard to leave him off the list exactly when he retires he'll be you know more than right. likely top 3 oh yeah definitely definitely <laughs> he could, he could be, even become the best american player Well, I mean,
1: like, if, if if we're if we're talking about Active players who could become mm-hmm. the greatest. You also can't leave Jonathan Quick off that list. No, right?
2: exactly. He's he's he he is. He's a he's Team a USA goaltender. What? He's got two Stanley Cups. Two Stanley Cups. And he's a he's a Team USA goalie. I know yeah. they don't win the, they don't win all the medals, but oh, no. he's um, you know he gets the call. Right. But another guy. I mean, Ryan Miller. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Ryan Miller has had a good. Ryan Miller
1: has. I I left him off the list just because of the lack of Stanley Cup.
2: Um, yeah, it is difficult. Yeah, the closest he, he got was when Ottawa knocked them off to go play Anaheim, I believe. Right, I he's got
1: so. more career wins than Mike Richter already, and he's still mm-hmm. playing. Yeah, but there's a little bit of the you know you don't get into the Hall of Fame without having won the championship.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's it's difficult not not having the hardware. It really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can dive into my list now. We got um, number ten. We got Neil Broughton, uh, forward for the Minnesota North Stars back in the day. Uh, went with the team to Dallas and moved on to New Jersey after that. And a uh, big part of that cup win. Yes. Ninety five cup with uh New Jersey. He's he doesn't really have the stats like a lot of these other guys do. Uh he's ninth in assists all time with six thirty four and eleventh in points with nine twenty-three. But um he was on that nineteen eighty gold medal team. Yeah. Yep. He did not he didn't see the ice a whole lot uh during during that stretch, but he was on that eighty gold medal team. He's actually the only uh only member of my list with a gold medal. Um at nine, I've got uh the Beezer John Vanbiesbroeck, yes, uh, fair. first uh, first in wins by an American-born goalie with 374. He was a three-time All-Star, had 40 career shutouts. Uh, his goals against, eh, kind of iffy, uh, two nine eight. He played in the but high-scoring era. exactly. Uh, they were scoring a lot more goals back then. Uh, number eight, I have Brian Leach, uh, Part of that '94 Cup team. He was part of the '96 World Cup team. He was a nine-time All-Star. And he is first among U.S. defensemen with 781 assists. Oh boy, that's a number. That is. That's a high number. Number apparently. seven, uh, Joe Mullen, um, really good player for the Penguins in the nine in the early nineties. Um, obviously overshadowed by Lemieux and Yager, uh, but he won the. He was on the Cup teams in '91 and '92. Also won a Cup in '89 with Calgary. Uh, he scored 1,000. 63 points in 1062 games oh man that's efficient so <laughs> he should have not passed one more time and just made it 1062 for 1062 yeah he really should have thought about he that. really should have don't um, be a team
2: player bro. yeah come
1: Kindsight on sight is 2020 that's true unlike any of our vision. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. We are on the 4 uh radio. <laughs>
0: See what <laughs> I did there. Uh number 6 Mike Richter. uh as Tom said, 301 wins. He was the goaltender in the 94 Cup for the Rangers. Uh 289 goals against <laughs> in his uh in his career, played for the Rangers from 89 to 03. Yeah, he was he was my favorite goaltender remember, for a long you know, time.
1: Watching him play and that that game that he ended up fracturing his skull yes he took a, a hard shot right off the helmet mm-hmm. and i think that was pretty much the end of his career
2: for the most part yeah yeah that it, was he, i think it ended with a, a knee to the head following that it hit uh, isn't that what happened um it was the puck first and the knee second and it might have been in a later game but i, I know that one of the, he took right. an injury he yeah. had an injury to the head and then aggravated it and that's not the kind of thing you want to aggravate yeah, yeah. I
0: believe, yeah, I believe that is how it went down for him. Uh, very unfortunate for such a such a great player. Um, number five, Jeremy Roenick, uh, nine-time yeah. All Star, third third all-time in points for U.S. born players with uh, one thousand two hundred sixteen. Played for the Blackhawks, Coyotes, Flyers, Kings, and Sharks. Um, never got that Stanley Cup, but just such such a good player. One of my one of my all-time favorites. Uh, number four, Keith Kachuk, uh five-time All Star. Third in goals with five thirty eight uh he was on he was also on the ninety six world cup team. you can see a trend here with my picks
2: mm-hmm.
0: um it's yeah it's, it's the international it a hockey great yeah great it, team yeah, it really was um which Jeremy Roenick
2: was not a part of,
0: amazingly.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He
0: just didn't have what it took to win. Right.
2: He didn't have that grit. Yeah. Is that it? Not Mm -hmm. not enough grit? It's that American grit, which is, I think, a a really good code word for we have absolutely no idea what we're doing. Exactly. Right. Uh,
0: Number three, Phil Housley. Uh, I spent eight years with the Sabres, beginning of his career. Seven-time All-Star. First in assists for American-born players at 894, and he was also on the 96 World Cup team. Uh, Number two, Chris Chelios. Won a cup with Montreal in 1986, and then two more with the Red Wings in 02 and 08. He's um, an 11-time All-Star, and he was first among American-born players with 1,651 games played. Well, when you, when you play for 50 years, you're going to be an All-Star, at least a few of them. Right, right. <laughs> um, also part of the 96 World Cup team. The what now? Exactly. Uh, and number one, Mike Madano. Uh, won the 99 Cup with the Dallas Stars, uh, seven-time All-Star, first for U.S.-born players in points, 1,374, first for goals, 561, and was also a member of the 96 World Cup team. And Mike Madono, one of the nicest guys, really, really is. Um, I follow him on the Twitter and I've heard
2: of that. What is that? Yeah, it's it's really a thing
0: where you yell at each other. You just make bird sound? Yeah. You
1: yell at each other in very short sentences on the internet. Yeah.
0: Okay. It's great. It really is. Yeah, look it up. Uh actually, for those of you out there with the Twitter, uh go ahead and give me a follow at at red four three eight seven. Uh I can be followed at
1: I think it's at Steely underscore Tom. I honestly am not sure
2: that that is your that is your Twitter That's handle. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. He's yeah. forgotten his Twitter handle. Um, I haven't used mine since December of 2015, and I remember that it is EX Carcosa, C A R C O S A. Let's
0: go ahead and give us a follow out there on the Twitter. Um, but oh, Mike Madonna, he's great with the fans on Twitter, and he's great with the fans just overall. I. Wrote to him a couple years back, just told him, you know, how much I loved him when I was a kid and how he was just my all time favorite player. And he's the reason I'm a Stars fan and everything. And he was kind enough to send back uh, some autographed cards for me.
2: That You didn't even ask for.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was it was just amazing.
2: Yeah, you just send a guy a letter and you don't even have to. Yeah, have, you don't ask for it, and to have the, him send it back to you without you know. Yeah,
0: one of the nicest, most genuine guys. I I yeah. really do hope that I someday get the chance to meet him in person. To yeah. to provide a counterpoint to the
1: the type of guy he is. Um, when I was a young child, I wrote a letter to Cordell Stewart. <laughs> who was the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers at the time
0: and never heard back from him.
2: I never heard back from Alomar. I wrote him in, I think, 94, Tom. 95.
0: Cordell Stewart's a very busy guy, not throwing footballs. <laughs> hey, um, he was the punter for the Baltimore Ravens for a game.
2: What One player I would like to mention for for the list, he's, he's not on here, but I think he gets an honorable mention, is Ken Morrow. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ken, and I mentioned for, for several reasons. He was on that 80 team as well. Mm-hmm. He helped islanders win four stanley cups in the 80s in a row in yeah. a row and he attended my alma mater bowling green state okay. university uh where he played with yeah a lot of other great players he was he was Edge. in my
0: he was on my short list yeah
2: like i said yeah. i started yeah. out with 20 and paired it down from there he was on my short list yeah and i i figured i'd mention him especially because he is also he's from this region he's right. from flint right. michigan right um a lot so, of Michigan yeah, boys. Yeah, there are. I mean, that's Michigan is one of the best states yeah. for American but for American hockey. It's, when you think American hockey, you
1: tend to think Minnesota and uh, and the Boston area, but Michigan is really good for
2: it too. Yeah, it's but. the Midwest, and the Midwest is growing even more. I mean, Midwest right. has always been strong for hockey. But it's it's growing and growing. Well, and even a, more. a point
1: the number one overall pick, Austin Matthews, mm-hmm. from Arizona. So hockey is everywhere now, and it's it's not just for the cold weather folks.
2: Yeah, it's funny because we talked about how Gretzky bringing it to California, and you know California wouldn't have hockey if it wasn't for Gretzky, kind of thing. Yeah. And then now it's it's in you have a first overall pick coming from Arizona. I uh, mean, when do we get one from Oklahoma or <laughs> Iowa or Nebraska? Like it's going to happen as around. soon as we get a, yeah.
1: a team. That has a corn-centric name and theme.
2: The Corners, the Cornhuskers. Has that been taken yet? I'm pretty sure that's that's oh. that's, that's gone. Yeah. We need to have a talk about college football, David. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they have that? Yeah, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. College has football. I only I mainly just did English and. Philosophy. I didn't There's know
1: also, you know, you went into all those buildings. Mm-hmm. There was a couple you didn't go into. Uh, one of them didn't have a roof. Interesting. It was that big round one where all the screaming came from every every weekend?
2: Yeah. What it was. He just thought people were getting murdered. It was there. the Doit, right? Is it? Yeah. Doit Deut- Perry. Doit Perry. That's, that's uh, our stadium in Bowling Green. He's probably someone I would think. Um, I would most hope like, so. Most likely, he was a man who had something to do with sports.
0: If it was a woman, it would be Doitina. Sure, Doitet.
2: I mean, I don't know that. I don't know where the name Doit came from, so I don't know what it would be uh, if it were a woman's name either. So
0: Doitina. Well, we're
2: done with Doit. I uh, believe so. That was actually I that believe was a weird. mistake of a
0: of a kind of. We can cut that out. We <laughs> are we. <laughs> Eric keeps shaking his head, no.
2: Nope, we're keeping it. <laughs> we're keeping that junk.
1: We should we should really be called the Tangent
2: Bros. Yes.
0: Yeah, that'd be wait, can we get another show, Eric? Tangent Trio. He gave you us a the thumbs, thumbs
2: up. up. <laughs> All right. Uh so look for the tangent bros coming at you next next month. Uh- <laughs> It's good that it doesn't have the alliteration because that shows how, like, the title itself is off-topic. Yeah. In 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 that ballpark, Bros has the alliteration. Right. It should and, be tan- It should be the tangent team. It, it, it's just we got so distracted that we completely forgot about exactly. alliteration. Back to ballpark, Bros. Uh, yes, and actually, I
0: believe the ballpark Bros are moving on to the world of the NFL now.
2: Ooh. Oh, I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. So. Are you ready for some football? I can be that guy. We're not
1: allowed to say that anymore. Hank Williams Jr. is a racist. Are you ready for some not
0: using your foot very often ball? Got it. Nailed it. Good job. We <laughs> run through uh, yesterday's games. We got Buffalo taking down Arizona 33-18 to in a game that wasn't even really that close. No. Uh, Carson Palmer threw the ball 50 times. Uh not very, would have been great not very if well. some of them had gotten to the receivers. Right? Uh well he did complete two to Stephon Gilmore. Unfortunately, he plays for the Bills. Uh oh boy. Shady McCoy ran for 110 yards and two touchdowns, and uh the Cardinals did get two touchdowns from David Johnson. Uh Denver went into Cincinnati and came out with the win twenty-nine to seventeen. Trevor Simeon proved he was a real quarterback, throwing for 312 yards and four touchdowns, uh, putting Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas each over 100 yards.
1: Well, what is wrong with Cincinnati's defense?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm Uh, impressed. Leon Hall, perfect to suspended. I know all that, but they... They are better than those few players. I know. You'd think so, but here we are. Yeah, every year we Mm -hmm. think— And here they are at (laughs) one and two. Exactly. Every year we think the Bengals are going to do something good. Also, I mean, but look at the two teams that they lost to. They lost to the Steelers, who, yes, they did, as you will see later, get thrashed by the the Eagles yesterday. But they're still a very good team, and they got beat by the defending Super Bowl champion Broncos. So, you know— but the Bengals in that loss, uh, Jeremy Hill ran for two touchdowns. Andy Dalton threw for no touchdowns. Um, Oakland moved to 2-1 and on the season, uh, beating Tennessee 17-10. to 10. uh, Michael Crabtree went over 100 yards in the victory. Uh, Marcus Mariota threw two interceptions. Uh, Cleveland fell to Miami in overtime. J.A.J. Uh, uh, had the game-winning overtime touchdown. Uh, Terrell Pryor for the Browns played quarterback and wide receiver in the game, Yeah, uh, went over uh, 200 total yards, mm-hmm. wow. and had a rushing touchdown. Yeah, I watched that game. Yeah. It, was, so, it was fun to see him lining up. So they up. got themselves then, a new starter then, do they? Yeah, I would hope so. It, it was fun he to see. He only threw him. a handful of passes. Yeah. Uh, I think he only had 20-something passing yards or 30 passing yards yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so, they brought him in for So a still more than... then um uh cody kessler is that who it was (laughs) cody kessler yeah he was the starter yesterday um washington got their first win this season taking down the giants 29 to 27 on a late field goal um washington's defense had two sacks and two interceptions and odell beckham jr went for 121 yards against uh washington's josh norman and he was seen very upset on the sidelines he uh hit the
1: net that the kickers used to practice with his helmet. Yes. Which promptly collapsed
0: and hit him in the face. Yes, yes it did. It got him back. Well, hey, you know, if someone came up and hit me like that, I'd hit him back, too. Yeah. So good on that net.
2: Kicker, kicker's practice nets are people, too.
0: Um, The Vikings, surprisingly still undefeated, yes. uh, moved to 3-0 and on the season without Adrian Peterson, mm-hmm. without Teddy Bridgewater. A mm-hmm. um, couple defensive studs. Uh, is Sharif Floyd the one that had knee surgery? Uh, I don't want to. I'm not positive.
2: I believe that's who it was. Look that up. Sheriff Floyd. Uh, Yeah the uh deputy floyd. deputy De- floyd De- De- yeah he's deputy floyd right now um
0: the minnesota defense uh eight sacks on a day three by everson griffin and three interceptions uh this was carolina's first home loss since 2014 and it was incredible it was uh my green bay packers took down the detroit lions 34 to 27 uh marvin jones went over 200 yards for the lions uh to Marius Randall on a couple long catches uh, where Randall just kind of fell down not very good defense there uh, Jones um, scored you're you're gonna
1: want to have a talk with your defensive coordinator, letting the, the game Lions game. score 27 points
0: well, again. Demarius Randall falling down didn't help anyone. Mike McCarthy
2: taking his foot off the sp- uh, pedal also did not help anyone. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, that's yeah, the problem just, that we know the Packers have is they their second half is weak. Yeah, well, it wait. is always always
0: McCarthy will get these big leads and he just wants to milk mm-hmm. the clock. Well, you can't milk the clock when there's 30 minutes left in a game. Yeah, that's well, right. you know, and you got Aaron Rodgers throwing four first half touchdowns, two of them to Jordan Nelson right. went over a hundred yeah. and Eddie Lacey runs for over a hundred yards. Well, that's mm-hmm. great to get Eddie over a hundred, but you still got to throw the ball in the second yeah, half.
1: You, you can't just workhorse Eddie Lacey for an entire half to, to hold the lead. He's not that type of runner. No,
0: no. He, I mean, he is the bruiser, you know, he's, he's very Bettis like in some of the things that he does, but, you can't stop. You can't stop throwing the ball, and you need to get Eddie Lacy more involved in the passing game right. too. Right? Oh yeah. I was Getting I was out of the backfield. I was at a Packers game in 2014 uh, where Eddie Lacy took a screen
2: pass 56 yards for a touchdown. hmm So the man's got the skills. Yeah. Get him the ball. You can line him up, and if you start throwing him the ball more, the the defense is going to have to guess what is he actually going to do on this right. next play. Right. If you, you can't, you see Lacy back there, you know he's probably going to yeah. run it.
0: And and now you know they're they're experimenting. Um, they've been. Putting Randall Cobb and Ty Montgomery in the backfield; those are two wide receivers, they yeah, are slot receivers. Yep. So you're trying to get the quickness in the backfield. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, How about you do a little bit better job drafting quick I mean, running backs? You already, that's have, what you want you already have the quickness with James you know, Stark. That's you, you. Look at the other side of the ball in that game. You look at at the Lions. You know, they lost uh, Abdullah to that injury last week. Yes. So they're starting. Uh, I was there for that one. Former uh, former Fighting Irish star Theo Riddick at, at halfback, he didn't do anything running the ball yesterday against that defense, which Green Bay's front is very, very good against the run this right. year. Yeah, it is. Um, but Theo Riddick in the, in the last two seasons has more receptions and more yards than any other running back in the league. And that's, you, you need that kind of change of pace, and that's something that Green right. Bay no, does no. not have.
1: It's really strange that he use. has that because they bring him in in situations where you know he's going out for a pass. Right. He's going to stay in for a little chip block, and then he's going to go out, you know, up the seam or wheel out to the
0: right or left right. for a dump off pass. Yeah. Um, uh, also for that uh, for that Lions team yesterday, uh, Anquan Bolden with a touchdown reception. I kind of feel like they uh, went the wrong direction looking for Megatron's replacement. Um, I like Anquan Bolden. He's not the player he once was. No, and um, you know, yeah. Marvin Jones went over two hundred, and that is something Kelvin would have done. Um, Kevin, but I think long term, they still need to address the wide receiver right. position. Riddick is still getting way too many looks out of the backfield. I,
2: yes, he does need to get the looks out of the backfield, but I have been impressed by Marvin Jones. However, I mean he's he's done way better than Golden Tate. Yes, who, who I uh, Detroit I think uh, put a little bit too much faith in in Tate being on a team, and they they actually made it. It's a very smart decision that they made to get Marvin Jones yeah, because right. they realized at some point. Golden Tate isn't going to hack it. You said taint. Yeah, did I? You did. That's weird. Yep. Golden Tate, uh, he dropped the ball a lot in that Titans game. It, I was actually yeah. up there in Detroit watching that game live and uh, in person, and uh, it was it was amazing to watch him drop all those balls. One
1: word for, for the Lions' performance in that game last week, uh,
2: heartbreaking. But not surprising No no. Well think of all the games We've been to up yes. there Yeah between us We've probably all been to Maybe close to 20 or 30 games Yeah uh, in, in Detroit So we have a lot of Exposure to, to Detroit They're the closest NFL team to Where we're located I've, I've been up there 10 times In those 10 times They
0: have exactly One win uh-huh. And that was when They beat the Green Bay Packers 7-3 to The year that Green Bay Went on to win The Super Bowl So yeah. good job Lions Yeah I've never seen them win yeah tom has never yes. seen them win they're five i've never actually seen a home
1: team win
2: they're five and in six all uh, of the NFL games. lines are five and six when i attend um I've seen uh, a lot more success uh, out of Stafford than than Michael has, but I've also seen just a lot of really bad stuff. In the ten
0: games I've seen Stafford, or well, in the ten games I've been to, Stafford's been the quarterback for seven. He's thrown eleven interceptions in those games. Yeah, and four touchdowns.
2: Uh, I believe he's. I believe his touchdown to interception ratio is is pretty close. Uh, to one-to-one as far as the games that I've been to. Right, right. Um,
1: and the interceptions, they always come
2: at the wrong time. At the end of the game. Yeah, the Titans. When they're driving for a win. Yep, the When Titans they're down win.
1: by one point and going, mm-hmm. and taking the last minute of the game to uh, get halfway down
0: the field and then throw an interception. Yep. Oh, I've seen it numerous times. Uh, back to the scores, we got got uh, Baltimore taking down Jacksonville, dropping Jacksonville to 0-3, uh trendy pick for a lot of people to win the AFC South, yeah. and they're struggling. They only had 48 rushing yards yesterday. They they got beat by a 3-0 Baltimore squad that had to rely on four Justin Tucker field goals, three of them from 40-plus, the game-winner from 54, so it's not even yeah. like they were getting into the red zone yesterday. Yeah. They did finally get their first rushing touchdown of the season, um and that came from Joe Flacco so uh looks like they need to address the running back situation here pretty soon it seems like Forsett is not really getting it done right now and
1: they thought he was the uh the answer after all the unpleasantness mm-hmm. well
0: with,
2: Ray Rice, with yeah.
0: the yeah. I mean he had the arm injury last year and missed all that time and, I and he's still getting back into it yeah, uh, Flacco's it. still trying to get his legs under him after the ACL injury last right. year yeah. so <laughs> I but, mean the, and You know that's a phenomenal start. Three and zero for that team. Three and zero for a a team that should have lost
1: at least two of those games. Yeah, absolutely. I was
0: I was in Cleveland for the twenty five to twenty victory, and yeah, I mean it was all Browns. And then McCown got hurt, and Josh McCown turned into another quarterback after that injury, Mm -hmm. uh, probably Luke McCown. And uh, (laughs) he 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 just was not the same. And Baltimore took advantage of that. They got two interceptions after that point. Uh, He couldn't complete the long ball. And well, then obviously the refs kind of host Cleveland there at the end with that phantom taunting penalty on Pryor. Yeah. yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah, the refs. I mean, yes, yeah. they still had to punch it in, but first and goal from the five is a whole hell of a lot better than first and ten from the thirty. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and then you know McCown goes on to throw that second interception there and they lose the game, but no Baltimore, a lot better than I, th- than I thought they would be this year. I think a lot better than most people thought they'd be at this point. this yeah, year. I don't so, know how
1: sustainable it is. They still have a lot of, uh, oh, they start to play the Bengals play. twice and the Steelers yeah. twice. So yeah, yeah they do it's, have a uh, season, it's
0: then. not going to be an easy road for them, but they've already got a leg up on every team in the division. Right. So right.
2: yeah. Three and zero is going to help. Yeah.
0: Um, We had uh, Seattle just destroying San Francisco yesterday. Yes, they did. Uh, The lone highlight for the 49ers was 103 yards from Carlos Hyde. Um, Seattle had Doug Baldwin going for 164 and a touchdown. Uh, Russell Wilson did injure his leg, uh, had an MRI today, and seems like reports are saying it's going to be good. Well, he did come back in the game. Right. He so finished that drive, he finished but he left drive. again. Um, which, I mean, hey, Josh McCown finished the game, and turned out he right. well,
1: broke when, his collar. But well, when, when you're up by that much, there's no sense in, even if he is completely good to go, there's no sense in leaving a guy in the game when you're already up 27.
0: Right.
2: Oh, no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. especially against the 49ers, who are sort of listless. I mean, we saw them, yeah, they put 28 points up on the Rams earlier in the season, but that apparently uh, isn't really hard to do. Right. We, as we've seen with the, the, the well, they're Rams. not supposed to be the best defense in the league this year? Absolutely. They were they, yeah they were very highly rated. They and then, were very good last year. And then yeah. they gave up thirty two in the uh, in in the Buccaneers game. Yep,
0: which yeah winning that game thirty seven to thirty two in a game that was delayed by lightning for sixty nine minutes last night, uh, right at the two minute warning, yeah. uh, Bucks came out after that delay and started driving down field. They got. Down to uh, about the 27 or something like that, and nope. uh, just couldn't punch it in. Uh, Jameis Winston threw the ball 58 times, uh, 405 yards and three touchdowns with an interception. Goodness. Uh, Todd Gurley for the Rams uh, had 85
2: yards and two touchdowns, so
0: kind of getting himself on track after two well, uh, yeah.
2: rough ones to start the year. It's difficult when the rest of the offense, you know, the rest of yeah. the team is struggling. It's hard for Gurley to just take the team. I mean, well, when what? You're, is when you're, he's young. When your young, starting you know? quarterback
1: is Case Keenum and your options beyond that are... Not really anything better than
2: case Keenum. Yeah, you kinda gotta wing it at this point well, on uh, that Fisher's
0: offense. Fisher's so devoted to sitting the rookie and letting him marinate, I guess. Um mm-hmm. uh, he just wants <laughs> I to, don't know why else you would. Yeah, I don't he know. Want he wants to know. cook and eat Jared Goff. He wants <laughs> to make the the
1: LA fans exactly as happy as they were when the Rams left.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. He's trying to bring them back. keep the expectations low. Mm-hmm. So you don't,
1: you know yeah. when you do eventually fail.
2: I would have liked to see Jared Goff play Good. some at some point yeah. this season. I mean well, I, I expected him in week one to come out into the
0: field. See, but here's the problem. If they keep being successful like the, yeah, they had the they had the clunker. Yeah.
2: yeah. And then they
0: shut down the Seahawks. Yeah. And now they got it going offensively right. against uh you know, against not a horrible Buccaneers team.
2: No, you they know? were on
0: the road too. The Rams were. Yeah. So. Um. So you know, a lot of people thought that they might kind of surprise some people and maybe compete for a wild card this year. I don't think it's out of the question right now. Yeah, I really with, don't. Yeah, not what the record um, word is. And with the West kind of being in shambles. Right. They've mm-hmm. obviously got Seattle's number, as we've seen over the past few years. Arizona's mm. off to a rough start, and yeah. the 49ers stink. Yeah, they stink. So, <laughs> LA could make some noise in that division. Yeah. And, you know, you look Just... at the rest of the NFC, the East is kind of weak this year. Uh, The North has two teams that aren't going anywhere, in Chicago and Detroit. hmm And, you gotta wonder if the wheels are gonna fall off for Minnesota at some point.
2: Yeah, I, I expect. I mean, I expect them to have somewhat more rough of a season they, than, than their start would suggest. Uh, and Sam Bradford coming in is is a big deal, right? Um, he's got to hope that he's not gonna be made of glass this year, like yeah, he has been so far in his career.
1: Well, I mean, what, the the fact that they're off to this this hot start. After having faced all this adversity of losing mm. your starting quarterback mm. before the season even begins on a non-contact play, it's, that's not something you ever want to see. Right. And they
0: they they're kind of reminding me a little bit of the Rams with Kurt Warner right, back yeah. in well, 99. You go through all this, they lost Trent Green and you know, went on to win a Super Bowl. Now is Sam Bradford that type of quarterback. Sam Bradford is not Kurt Warner. But no, he's not. Kurt no, I'm Brad. not saying is, yeah, but I mean, you see the type of guy that, that this team is going to rally around cuz that's right. that's a lot of what it was too. Is, I
1: really feel like he is. Yeah, he uh, could just- especially with Adrian Peterson gone, I don't know how long he's out.
0: Pretty much season. Yeah, they put him on IR. He has okay. to come back, yep. I think, him, only no, in the playoffs. Matt, Matt Khalil, the back. offensive tackle, that was the other guy that they put on the IR the, right. uh, okay. this past week, yeah. too. So And so, yeah. I mean, you've seen
1: in these wins they've had, uh, you know, the fact that they came out and, and won again after Adrian Peterson went down, right. I think they are... Uh, you know rallying around this team concept
0: right as opposed but to
1: how much are relying I, I, on stars being i'm not trying to
0: say i'm not trying to say this as a homer don't get me wrong on that but how much of that win against green bay do you think that you can attribute to opening that brand new gorgeous facility <laughs> yeah. um yeah um the thing with yeah the it's, thing it's with it's the a, vikings it's a, it's
1: a thing you you do get up for those time, c- types of games right? You, and i'm not
0: saying that's the only reason they won um, but i mean
1: you know it's a three point game right but they did they did play very well in that game. They did. The defense was
0: phenomenal. Excellent, excellent defense, uh, especially towards the end there when Rodgers had the chance to right. to drive down and at least tie. Uh no, great, great defense on that last drive and he
2: didn't they didn't let Aaron Rodgers throw a Hail Mary.
0: Yeah, well, yes, that seems to be fairly
2: important. That's pretty much the goal these days for defense. It is. is don't it really let is. Aaron Rodgers throw a Hail Mary. And
0: if you're going to, uh, make sure that you didn't grab his face mask on the play before.
2: Or if you're defending, you should maybe stand between the quarterback and the receiver instead of lining five guys up behind the receiver.
0: That's true. <laughs> Although, I mean, the Jeff Janis ones were both one-on-one matchups. Yeah. So seems that Aaron Rodgers can do it pretty much any way he wants to as far as the Hail Mary goes. Yeah. But... Uh, so we got uh, Indianapolis getting their first win on the season, beating the Chargers twenty six to twenty two. Philip Rivers hard. went for three hundred thirty yards, and Andrew Luck threw that game winning touchdown to Ty Hilton with uh, one twenty eight left on the clock. And a moment in that game that we all loved yeah, was... uh, the four of us sitting around <laughs> it watching was incredible. that game they got an, uh, the Chargers got an untimed down uh, due to an illegal touching that never was really fully explained, um, but. Uh, <laughs> Last play of the game, they dump it short. Benjamin's running upfield, takes He's the ball in hammered. one hand, he, he tries he slows to turn around down
2: to to throw it back to somebody, and just gets blasted right in the back. Yeah, he was not moving. He was not moving with much purpose. Uh, he was in a position there where he probably should have been moving a lot faster. He was yeah. he was almost already swarmed by the time he had the ball. What they wanted to do, obviously, was throw it back, do some uh, trick play, hook and ladder, yeah, do some of that fun stuff to try to get down there. But uh, he he really didn't have. Uh, his his, his awareness up about what was going on right mean, there, he, and he just got hammered. He did
0: the right he did the right thing. He just didn't know that that guy yeah. was behind him, and, yeah, and apparently running four hundred miles per hour based <laughs> yeah. on the impact. Yeah, he he was uh, crushed. Um, no, we we all loved that play, and yeah, you know, Benjamin got up from it, wasn't hurt, so you know we don't need to feel bad about enjoying that crushing hit. I you gotta
2: it's uh. <laughs> a that's and that's the thing with like the sport and enjoying the violence that's in it. We we do, we do enjoy hockey and football which are incredibly violent sports we really do hope that you can you can witness this violence with these guys coming out healthy and, I, right. and that yeah. might be well, that might not be a concept that makes a lot of sense but that's why that's why many people watch these two sports you like to see that action and that contact right um, but you know at the same time we're not horrible people uh, you know I guess not all of, the time yeah not the three of us and we, we we like to see those huge hits but we also like to see the guy get up I don't ever like right. watching a guy I get nailed no, in, in no. hockey and then you know break a leg or something. No, I don't like watching that. We just like to see. There's the violence of that moment, well, and, and it's it's fun well, there, to watch.
1: There, there's that great story uh, from the 2003 Stanley Cup where Paul Carey is come oh, yeah. across the middle, and Scott Stevens is there, and you don't skate no. <laughs> you don't skate through the middle on Scott Stevens. No. And he anyway, was,
0: where was Scott Stevens born? Did we screw up? He wasn't on my. He wasn't. <laughs> Somebody checked
2: us. We might have screwed up hardcore. Oh, boy. I think he's Canadian. He's Canadian. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Yeah, he is definitely Canadian.
1: Yeah. uh, So Paul Correa comes across the middle with his head down and Scott Stevens... Mur- chose
2: to punish him for that. I think they call it murderfies. He him. He her. murderfied him.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and Korea laid there on the ice for several minutes before being taken off to the locker room. I thought he was dead. A lot of people did. <laughs> um, and then later on, he comes back and scores the game-winning goal in that
2: game. Yeah, yeah. Knocking it out of midair was it? Uh, was that the same goal? I know he had a he had a he had a goal where he knocked it out of midair into the net. And, but in any case, yeah, you have Paul Korea just getting right. totally hammered. You think he's out? Uh, you think he's dead he comes back and he and he scores the game winning goal so, and that's what we like so to,
1: now you can now you can go back and look at replays of that hit and not
0: feel, and bad. Not feel right, bad exactly <laughs> well you know when, when these guys pop right back up after these hits yeah. it's a it's a testament to how tough they are taking that punishment from the you know you see a, you see a running back get decimated by a linebacker yeah that linebacker is tough as nails but to watch that running back pop right back up after getting his block knocked off yeah that's just a testament to how tough he is. You know, he's he's every bit as tough as that linebacker, and even like, though he might be eighty
2: pounds lighter. And we like watching that too. We do. Yeah. We like watching players uh, get up and survive that stuff. We say like, "Wow, that guy did that!" Right. And he goes on to play uh, through the rest of the game. Sometimes he does something great, like Korea did. Yeah. Yeah. No. But, you know. But a great, great end of that
0: game with that hit. Just absolutely love that. Um, so the New York jets are getting what they paid for, uh, six interceptions from uh Harvard man, Ryan Fitzpatrick yesterday, $2 million per interception. Yes, it is. That was an incredible, they they fall to the Kansas city chiefs, 24 to three. Uh, the chiefs had two defensive, uh, returns for touchdown, one on an interception and one on a fumble on a kickoff. Um, uh, lost drops the jets to one and two which i think is pretty much where everybody thought they'd be this year
1: i don't know they got uh, that hot uh running back going on there with the uh matt forte
0: they yes. do uh my fantasy stud football fantasy football stud matt forte <laughs> i might have just put too much information on the air
2: i put him on both lists you know, Yeah, he's yeah. good looking dude yeah he's a cute guy yeah. um ryan fitzpatrick i mean that's
0: Gosh, you're throwing to Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall, that's, and you're throwing six to the other team. Math,
2: you know, mathematically, uh, you know, that's thirteen point six percent of his passes going to any other team. Yeah, that uh, that that's terrible, unreal. Uh, and you, you have the he stats in front of you right now for that game. I do. Yeah. Well, how many? How many catches did Marshall have, and how many did De- did uh, Decker have? Gosh, with DeMar, yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't think. Is that it possible did Kansas they, City outcaught them? Three. Oh Well, Powell was the leading receiver Whoa. for for the Jets, and uh, They're, the new what's uh, was, was next. Oh, jeez. So neither of them were. So you're uh, paying Decker and Marshall all this money. You're paying Fitzpatrick all this money. Decker... And Fitzpatrick throwing the ball to
0: Kansas City more than he's throwing it to Decker and Marshall.
2: Yeah, Decker had one he catch.
0: He just really liked their jerseys better. Decker had I one suppose.
2: catch for uh, for 31 yards. So I guess that's a good one. Well,
0: that's a great average. That's really um, going to help.
2: But Marshall has three catches for 27, his longest 11. But yeah, you add those together, you got four.
0: That's unreal. And <laughs> it, unreal. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing to me. Me. But, I mean, i I guess you look at it this way. What are you going to do? You're gonna start Geno Smith, right? you know at yeah. some point it becomes an option. Eh. At, I don't know. I was good, I'd turn to Bryce Petty or um, was it Christian Hackenberg, the other one they have? Yeah, I would try i turned turn to on one the of them that. before i turned to Geno Smith Did they this keep point. all
1: four of them on the I roster? I
0: believe that they did. I, w- I won't swear to it, but I believe that they did. Well, yeah.
1: there's your problem right there. It's not the players. It's the people upstairs thinking that keeping four
2: quarterbacks on <laughs> the roster right. well, is a good
0: idea. Yeah. I like I said, I'm not positive that they did, but I believe that is something that happened.
2: Yeah, Um maybe. You, so, gotta think about, you have to at some point think about trying something else instead of bringing in Smith again. Right. I mean, they tried Geno Smith. They tried it really hard, and it didn't work out. And they right. moved on. Yeah. Um.
0: I, they're going to be in a position to draft a guy, uh, whether it be you know Toledo's own Deshaun Kaiser playing at Notre Dame right now, or um, Jackson out of Louisville. They're going to be in position to draft a quarterback this year. Again, I, I don't I really don't see Kaiser being an NFL
2: style quarterback. I think we are. right the way the game is trending. Um, well, it's weird right now for quarterbacks. We there seem they seem to be. Uh, Depleted almost. Like we we're down yeah. to not a lot of traditional quarterbacks no. remaining. And it's 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 kind of strange to me. Um we're so used to to all these guys well, look, look who are just those stand up quarterbacks and now basically everybody can run. Look at it when we were kids. You had yeah Dan Marino
0: mm-hmm. yeah Dan was mobile but he stayed in the pocket a lot Troy Aikman Yep. Brett Favre he could scramble but he you know
2: right it wasn't his that's not yeah, what that, he, he was right. wasn't
0: known for being a runner right you know Elway had the legs but still threw much more from the pocket right mm-hmm. you know Montana Steve Young was the only real honest runner yeah that wow. we had when we were growing up and we Steve had Steve McNair. That was, I mean, we, we were ran quite a bit. Yeah, but I mean, we weren't really all that young we when were, there was playing. We were there when know. Vic came in the league as right. well. Right. Yeah. Um. But Randall Cunningham was obviously a runner. Yeah. Uh, and except when he got to Minnesota, he was a pocket passer. When he got to Minnesota with that fifteen and one team. Yeah.
2: And again, these guys I that know. could run and scramble were also but, guys that could throw. Right. Steve Young I, can throw right, football.
0: Right. I
1: really feel like that that. um players like Vic and and the aforementioned Cordell Stewart came into the league decades early uh because the way the game is trending now your quarterback has to be mobile yeah you well, can't have a pocket passer these days unless it's one of the
0: legends look at so look at some of the most perfect quarterbacks right now Aaron Rodgers Cam Newton yeah those are both guys that can use their legs. Yeah. You don't I mean, you don't think about Aaron Rodgers as a running quarterback. No, but, he but can run. but just watch him in the <laughs> pocket. Watch the way oh, he yeah. spins out away from pressure before they can even get a hand on no, him.
2: All last he, week he was getting first down. Uh, exactly.
0: Out yeah. Andrew Luck too. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Luck to so yeah, to some extent. He's yeah, he's, 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 kind of he's
1: incredibly mobile.
2: Yeah. He's mm-hmm. For a I mean, stand-up, for a quarterback who's throw first, yeah, uh, who who is one of those guys that you just picture in that pose with the yeah. arm cocked and everything, get ready to fire it down field. He's one he, he can run. Roethlisberger might might not be the most uh, nimble guy
0: when it comes to no. he's to, interesting to running. Yeah. He's
1: just he's so much bigger than the lineman <laughs> trying to tackle him. It's,
0: it's funny you look at him versus uh, versus Aaron Rodgers, two different styles of being yeah. a scrambling quarterback, and Cam Newton is smack dab in the middle of those guys. Yeah, Cam has a finesse but he's also not afraid to be the pinball when it comes down to it.
2: Yep. Well, he got pinballed pretty hard yesterday. Yes, he uh, did eight uh, times. He got, he got sacked eight times. He had the three interceptions. Uh, one of the interceptions was as he was trying to avoid sack number nine, he threw it. Maybe his body was at a 30 degree angle with the ground. when he decided to just go, uh, unbelievable. Into an area where there were five, uh, opposing players. Well,
1: at that, at that point, Oh, you're going to
0: lose badly. So just, you know, taking a break from the football really, really quickly here. Uh, Boston Bruins sign uh, Brad Marchand to an eight-year contract extension worth 49 million. That's a lot. That, that makes, is.
2: That makes me really happy to like a team in their division, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's. The, I just got that info coming through, so thought I'd share that. Yeah, that's but a huge sign.
0: Back into the football, uh we will now go into the game that we were putting
2: off to the end. Tom, you want to go and cover your ears for this? La 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 He has his uh, fingers on the outside of his headphones, Pushing the sound of my voice closer to his ears. <laughs> In fact making this worse for himself. Uh
0: we got uh we got the Eagles the Smeagol's. Winning, winning the battle for Pennsylvania's soul, 34-3. to Yeah. They, uh, uh, Pittsburgh just could not just, get it going. Uh, 29 rushing yards yesterday. Uh, I know Antonio Brown had quite a few yards. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it was his first game actually over...
1: A-
2: no, the uh, week one. Yeah, yeah week this, one he, he had a huge yeah, game. But, um, They're calling it Wentzylvania. They are now Carson Wentz is well, pretty good, I think. And he, he's gonna he's gonna make the Eagles more interesting than they've been in recent uh, what decades yeah, um, since <laughs> McNabb. Recent, recent yeah, since uh, since uh, McNabb, yeah. But yeah, I think he could definitely be the real deal. It's really hard oh, to say with all these young guys because we've seen we saw what happened to Robert Griffin, and we see what happened to this. Well, Oh, that exactly. was that was it was uh, a unique
0: story, but I we, believe it was more of a management thing than yeah, it was. No, it his, was his uh, talent.
2: But we look at uh, we look at other guys that are just underutilized or or overhyped. Right. Um, so exactly. we really need more than three games, obviously, from Carson. Definitely, Wentz, like, but I think we're gonna get more than three games from him as far as his yeah. yeah, personality. Well, good. I know games. For,
1: for sure uh, the the comparisons they they been making mm-hmm. all week between him and and Ben Roethlisberger uh, they look to be pretty true. They, yeah, uh, definitely, he, he was very mobile mm-hmm. and. He he was making those types of plays where you kind of run out of options and have to make your own options and
2: He had a really good game statistically too. Yeah. He he was twenty three for thirty one, uh with three hundred and one yards and two touchdowns. First nope. game over three hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, no and sure. no interceptions. I mean that's a huge that's a
1: huge yeah. win. He, yeah. He passes the uh the on paper test. He passes yeah. the eyeball test. Right. And um, he just they just couldn't keep up with him. Yeah.
0: Yeah how 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 much do the Browns have to be kicking themselves right now? Oh boy. I think
2: they're just always kicking themselves. I don't think they ever stop.
0: They they're in, just, in their in
1: their team facilities in the weight room they have a kicking yourself machine.
2: Yeah. You just stand there and it kicks you. It's really bad. I we're running out of things to say. That's why I just had that awkward silence there uh, as I was no, trying to think of something. Like we are literally running out of things to say about the Browns organization. I did. I did a say, lack thereof organization. I'll, I'll give the credit to NFL memes. I don't know where it
0: came from originally, but I saw it on NFL memes. Um, words can't describe how bad the Cleveland Browns are. Luckily, numbers can. Yeah. Oh, and three. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's. And we are at a point where, yeah, you cannot describe in words how bad. And it, it, it's not the players. We're we're not really talking about the players at this point. I mean, yes, no. some of the players are bad. When you're starting Cody Kessler at quarterback, you've obviously got a problem. But they've been mismanaged from the time they came back into the league. Right. Yeah. They've, they've made the playoffs, what, twice? Once, I believe.
1: Once, And it that was a wild card loss to the Steelers yeah. in a game that they bungled. Which you had
0: taped on VHS and I gave to Savers yesterday. Oh, no. Disaster. I'm sure it's on the internet. I believe it is. This internet thing is great. I don't know, I know how much you. I don't know what you guys are
2: doing you've out interacted there. Interacted
1: with it. Uh, in those tubes out there, but keep it up.
2: I believe that they access this show via the internet. Really? Yeah, so they might already know. That's oh. good news for us, I guess. Yeah. So there's literally no way for us to tell them without them already. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a philosophical quandary. Hmm.
0: Anyway, uh, in any we've, case. We've run out of scores to tell No, actually, we have one more. A lot of people forgot that this game was played because there was no Tony Romo and no Jay Cutler.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, many people did turn this game off yes. in the first quarter. It oh. was I
1: actually left the place where the game was on and went home and went to bed.
0: Yes. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys did beat the Chicago Bears last night, 31-17. to uh, Brian Hoyer had a really, really good game. 30-49 uh, for 317 yards and two wow. touchdowns. Unfortunately, the rest of the team... Didn't really show up. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott went for 140 yards and no touchdowns, having his touchdown sniped by Alfred Morris. Uh, I believe it's Lance Dunbar. And uh, Prescott took one in himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prescott now 2-1 and one as the Cowboys starter this season. Um, just I would have thought that they'd have been 0-3 without Romo at this point, but the schedule has been kind to them, giving them the Redskins and the uh, Bears early on in the season. Yeah, so.
2: the, yeah the Bears... Uh, They're in Dallas You know It's prime time The Cowboys Against a poor team They were bound to win Last night Yeah Uh I was hoping it wouldn't be so dull. A lot of times when you have teams At that, least we uh, had the hit on
0: Beasley. Yeah, yeah. We,
2: we had a hit Another on, crushing blow. Yes, uh, I believe Eric very much enjoyed watching watching uh, that hit, uh, mainly because the guy that hit him seemed like maybe he hit a moth instead and was just kind of standing there over him like a like a monument to Beasley's crushed body and will. But uh, Beasley came back to do... So, uh, not very uh, long after that, Beasley uh, came back with a huge reception it got them down there
0: uh, seven catches 73 yards yeah
2: he had a good game his touchdown catch the first did not
0: have a touchdown catch. or no oh no he was he down at the one that, it was the one that he was t- down at yeah. the one yeah. okay uh that catch the first one in his career more than 20 yards downfield he'd never caught a pass more than 20 yards downfield he'd always take he'd always take it and run yep from short but no first, he was a slot guy yeah, yeah first time so, big moment C- for him. Congratulations, nice
2: Colby. Yes. Because uh, we know that you're listening to the show. One of, of our course. devout fans. Yes. In our friend of the show. Week. I liked your hair. I wish you hadn't gotten rid of it, but, you know be uh, B- you man can't all have those
0: flowing mains nope <laughs> just me that's right <laughs> all right so we do have one more game this week david
2: you want to do a little preview of your team coming up on uh, monday night football tonight oh gosh yeah so yes i am uh sadly for now it was a great year when we won that super bowl and uh, i was so excited well, the year yeah. after was and all the, right the year man. after and you know there was that yeah there were a lot of Good wins after that, but then it's just, it's getting, it's getting bad with the Saints. <laughs> we oh, have, we
0: looking have. Looking for their first win tonight, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. They really are. They're looking really hard down, down there in the swamps of, uh, Louisiana, We're, they're hosting the Atlanta Falcons, the division rival. Um, I, that rivalry is the, probably made uh, to be way more than it is. But, the uh, hated because of the blocked punt.
1: Yeah, there's, it's the blocked punt. Well, and did they they played the Falcons in their first game back in the Superdome? That's, yeah, that's they right. uh, yeah,
2: they did that. So there are there are high profile games, and we play each other twice a year. So you're going to have that. But right. uh, but in any case, the Saints are hosting the Atlanta Falcons, looking for their uh, first of the year. Uh, um, Drew Brees, he's 57 completions on 86 attempts, 686 yards right now with five touchdowns. Um, Do you have his interceptions? There are none. That is the actually most surprising yeah. stat in football right now. Yeah, so that's kind of an incredible thing, uh, Drew Brees not having interceptions. Yeah. He's usually throwing a lot. He's known as one of the big, big throwing quarterbacks. Uh, he... When he has to throw so much, though, he we we know him for his precision too. That's something we've always talked about. Right. But he, when he misses, he misses badly. Yeah, he's he's a very accurate quarterback. He's got that amazing accuracy stat from the Super Bowl. Um, but the Saints are down a lot, and so he's throwing a lot, and so there are going to be a lot of right. interceptions. So it, and it's amazing then at zero and three that there are no interceptions. Right. That means that we're trying to win at the end of every game. Well, and they're
0: and they're gonna have oh, a tough tough t- 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 time tonight uh, with that defense being as bad as it is. Yeah, and, I mean I. Honestly, it is bad. Yeah, uh, they're going up against a Falcons team that's second in points per game, first in yards per game. Oh yeah, first in passing yards per game. So it's
2: it's going to be a, a tough climb for them tonight. I think. Yeah, it'll be interesting. The Saints are usually pretty good. Uh on primetime at home. Right, um, right. But, you know, you got the factors. Those Falcon stats you just mentioned, those, those are going to come into play, too. The Falcons aren't going to show up and just say, oh, I guess the Saints are great at home on primetime. Let's not play. Uh, it's very, it's highly possible the Saints will be owned for after tonight. Uh, Breeze, Breeze will have a good game. They're going to lose two games tonight. Yeah. They're going to lose all of them. That's what they do. (laughs) (laughs) There's a very good chance that the Saints – we're going to rewind it there. There's a very good chance that the Saints are going to be 0-3 after tonight. You're right, David. (laughs) 0-3. God, I just assume that they've lost so many more games (laughs) than we've even played. Uh, I I, I, I started the season – I I, I put out a poll to some people saying – you know what will the Saints final record be this year will it be 5 and 11 or 5 and 12 you only have one option based in reality there right uh, and honestly at this point we're running out of the you know the, that whole 5 wins is sort of uh, it's drying up disappearing there
0: yeah it should be a track meet tonight the Saints themselves are second in passing
2: yards per game mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, look for that to look for that to be uh,
0: quite Ag- a bit through the air
2: again with that many yards uh, that Breeze is thrown To not have any inter- To not have any Interceptions yet Right
1: Um, And he Also he's only been Sacked three
2: times Yeah which is another Great thing That the Saints have Well one of few Great things that the Saints have Going for them right now Is B- Breeze is still Excellent I, I know there's been A lot of talk of like How, how much longer Will he be around and, and I I actually believe A lot of that talk Is justified Sure I mean yeah, Definitely Yeah you gotta base it On his age And their uh, success uh, And you know Missing well, the postseason. And, and as much as they had and then Sean Payton as well. Well just and as much
1: money that he's taking up that could yeah. be
2: used on yeah a decent quarterback
1: yeah. and some weapons
2: yeah um, he pretty much broke the whole uh contract situation he kind of started the trend in a huge way taking that massive contract right. from the saints and then we've we've seen nothing happen from them since they won the super bowl he got paid and you know it's 2016 and we're talking about firing coaches right. you know the ryan situation well, last year didn't work out
0: <laughs> now uh you know you you, you brought up sean payton mm-hmm. um
2: is it just me, or should his seat be a little bit hotter? No, it should be. A lot of people do talk about this being his final year with the Saints, and uh, I don't know if he knows it, but they've talked about this last year. He's had to face What's questions it? year right. after year for the past few so, years, but I think it's it's even hotter if this the seat, time.
0: If the seat is hot enough, um, do you see I, – I see uh, two scenarios a playing mid, out. A
2: mid-season firing if we well, keep no, it. Well, <laughs> I mean,
0: I'm, I'm, just, I'm thinking just you know, whenever he loses yeah. his job um, – you know, we were talking about LSU earlier. Right. I think Sean Payton would be a pretty good fit in LSU. Uh, You know, I don't know how much hey. the Louisiana oh, faithful would love to keep him in town. Maybe Les Miles will come yeah. over and do a little yeah. flip-flop. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, the other option is, I know, you know, they're dealing with the Romo injury and everything else. Yeah. But... Garrett's had plenty of time. Oh, yeah. Garrett in
2: Dallas. Garrett's not done Could a great job. Could it be job. time
0: to let him go and maybe yeah. try to swing for Sean Payton I've, again? I I've know thought. they missed last year, two years ago, whenever yeah. it was. One or two more 8-8 eight eight seasons, and,
1: and I think he's out. Yeah, yeah. Sean Payton. You can't keep missing the playoffs when you're America's team.
2: Sean right. Payton can go back home to Texas. I could easily see him go back. I mean, that's where he worked under Bill Parcells. Right. Uh, that's where he learned everything he needed to learn to win a Super Bowl with the Saints. I could easily see him going back to to Texas. I could see Dallas welcoming him. Um, you know, he's got he has the credentials, even though the past past few years haven't been great. He's he can still coach a team. Right. You know, he's still young enough to coach a team. He's gonna be coaching for a long time, whether it's college or or NFL. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I could easily huh. see Dallas going after him. At some point. And I don't know if it's gonna be after this season or next, but there it is always there is always season.
0: the yearly opening of the Cleveland Browns exactly coach position. Yeah. Right, right. You know, so Anything, that's always you know, an option I think as well. I'm yeah. gonna
1: throw my hat into the Are you? End. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh anybody uh, with the Browns brass, uh Tom Steele wants to be your next coach. So let's uh my go ahead and make this happen. my
1: experience is that I uh, have never been involved with any NFL organization at all before ever, and I think that would be a great fit. For them, because
0: most of you obviously haven't been either.
2: Right? Yeah. You look at the you look at the trends and what do they do year after year? They hire people with football experience and they lose. Hire a guy that has no experience whatsoever. Did they I mean, hire a guy with baseball experience? Yes, I mean, they did. Yeah, they actually did. Like, so maybe we're that's not going to work. Maybe we've gotten to that point. I but I mean, so. Tom isn't even good at Madden, you know? No. And and Lord no. So I think yeah, I don't he's know. had plenty of concussions too. Tom so has fit yep. right in. Yep, I have caused. Many of his concussions So it'll be perfect It will Yeah but no There are a lot of things That could happen with the Saints I think they were afraid A couple years back To to use the R word To say that they're rebuilding But they should have said Several years You know What it's been Eight years Seven years since the Super Bowl They should have said Rebuilding A a while ago They should have sent Drew Brees
0: to Cleveland For some draft picks Two years ago Oh yeah yeah, yeah.
2: They could have gotten What 12 or 13 picks Yeah
0: And that's only about A third of what Cleveland has stockpiled And guess
2: what The Saints would have Carson Wentz right now Yeah (laughs) And that would not Be a bad thing
0: You uh, you guys ever watch Dave Damoshek's NFL videos Yes I do really like those and he brings up some good points uh, just about that kind of stuff. And I do mm-hmm. often think about that kind of thing. Like, if they had sent Drew Brees to Cleveland, you know, they could have had Cleveland's picks. They could have drafted a quarterback. You know, they could have had the ammunition to tra- trade up to get Andrew Luck a few years back if they would have pulled the trigger then. Yep. You know, Drew Brees is on the downside of his career. Yes, he's still performing at a high level.
2: Sixty-six point three percent in the game so far this season. So yeah. he's been very accurate. Right. But you're not winning. So right. Right. It, you know,
0: some, something needs to change. Well, Look
2: and to a, get a cheaper a, quarterback. A team and a, be- and a yeah more a money for the
0: defense like Cleveland uh, or like. Jacksonville
1: or you know one of these bottom feeder teams that at the beginning of every season they have promise mm-hmm. and then that promise slowly melts away Lions yeah, promise No, they never have the promise.
2: Promise is another Listen code their word.
1: Fans. I try not to.
2: Promise is another code word that, that is used all over. Uh, I, I hesitate to say media. Yeah, you know, no, yeah, journal. no <laughs> or, Well, Literally
1: yeah. everywhere. Everyone if, talking about sports. Right. Yeah,
2: anyone. It, yeah, promise usually means um, it's more like hopefulness, honestly. Yeah. Right. Because if you're a promising player. That's not really. You're not really promising. A promise is a guarantee. You know, (laughs) you're saying, "I I promise, I'm going to do this." Um, Yeah, Uh, but those teams are just breaking their promises. Yeah, that's
0: it. And their fans hearts. We promise we'll go to the (laughs) playoffs. They're just
2: horrible liars. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you you take those teams that. They really don't have a whole lot going for them besides the the hope that they do better this year. Any of those teams would be a fine place for Drew Brees to end his career.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if, if he played for the Jaguars, they'd be 3-0. and I don't agree with that at all. I, ha- I've watched their defense in two different games this year. I don't agree with that at all. With with Drew Brees and the receivers they have,
2: they'd have a win at least. They would have. I I know that Brees and and Jacksonville, I I feel uh, wholeheartedly would have defeated the Packers. Um, in that game, I know because the Jacksonville yeah. gave the Packers so much, such a hard time. Yeah, in we uh, we definitely were not at our best that game. Well, like That's I could, sure. but. Yeah, no, there are plenty of places for Breeze. I mean, that's it's almost like we're saying he is for sure uh, leaving,
1: right? No, no. <laughs> I know, I know, we're kind of. I, getting... I I sincerely doubt that he,
0: right. Ends his career anywhere but New Orleans, but... Yeah, it would be smart for, but, for
2: them to... Yeah, the logical choice for... Is it still Loomis? Is that still the GM, or... I know, I'm not even up with their front I office right now. so. That situation is a really interesting soap opera that I've tried to avoid, like most soap, soap operas. It's Except just, General Hospital. Yeah, well, General... Yeah. That's, I mean, that's just A number one. Yeah, right Luke and Laura, that's the best. I did more preparation for General Hospital than I did for this Can show. Did we get a General
0: week. Hospital podcast?
2: He said no. Yeah, that was a definite head shake. He was amused. He's not the only one with
1: microphones in this
2: world. It was amused. It was an amused head shake, but it was a head shake nonetheless. Sorry, fans. You're not going to have General Hospital bros. You have to look elsewhere. You have to look on a different network for that. But, you know, that's where we are these days. We'll start our own network. (laughs) Oh, boy. Anyway, back to the sports. Yeah, uh, actually yeah,
0: back uh, to Sprott's. So just uh two more things on our uh on our list for today. Uh did you guys know basketball was still a sport?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Let me think. Which one is that? It's with the bouncy and the Oh yeah. The, yeah. Tennis. Yeah. You no, know, the shooty hoops. Oh shooty hoops. Yeah, shooty hoops. Shooty hoops is a great word yeah. and I hope that everyone starts using it more. Um I'd love to go into the story. That's our time that. for well, basketball, well, yeah. guys. Thank you. <laughs> uh I'd love to go into the uh, etymology of shooty hoops, yeah, but we'll definitely. save that for another time. Our, our shooty do, hoop show is coming up
0: next month. Touch really quickly on uh, the retirement of Kevin Garnett.
2: Uh, yes. yes. 21
0: seasons. Huge. Yes. Uh one of my favorite all-time players, uh even though my god was that man, a D-bag. Yeah, he's a oh, yeah. he's a he's a mean dude. I absolutely love the battles between him and Tim Duncan throughout the years. Tim Dunkman. Tim Dunkman. He's my favorite. <laughs> um and also obviously, you know, Tim Duncan retiring this year. I know we're a little late to the party on that, but yeah. you know, that was huge for me. It's more like they're um, late to the party on us. Yeah, exactly. We've been talking about no, it we were, for a while. They yeah, just gave us to- microphones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the foot, no two, two all time great players. Uh Tim Duncan, probably one of the top three greatest players of all time. Yeah, um, he's great. definitely the best power forward of all time. Yeah. And just a terrible, terrible loss for for the game of basketball. And I know, yeah, he's an old player. He wasn't playing at the level that he was. He was still playing at a high enough level that he could have kept going this season and next and probably a few more after that. And he's got so much to give to the younger generation. There was a story about him helping an opponent during a game what i guess he he would say things to these younger guys like oh the pass is coming over here but don't worry about it (laughs) because i'm not getting the ball and stuff like that and yeah it was probably a little bit of head games as well yeah but i do honest to god think that he was helping the young generation there there are players that they'll text him and ask him about different different things they can do in the post to be better prepared and uh to be able to you know shut down the passing lanes and whatnot and just, he was one of the smartest basketball players you'll ever come across, and the the game of basketball definitely lost a lot by losing him, and then garnett on top of it it's
2: per- personality wise with with tim duncan you know he was just he's it's so hard. quiet it's hard to have that personality i think in basketball we're oh, so yeah. used to these the really LeBron high profile. With his powder
0: throw and, and yeah yeah uh you know uh draymond green kicking guys in the nether regions and...
2: D- duncan's another retirement tour that i'm happy that we got to yeah uh, we did uh, <laughs> we, we went witness.
0: we went this past year i was actually to, or out to uh Indiana to go see the Pacers play the Spurs and uh, it was first basketball game for these guys I've been to a couple to this point, and yeah I just count myself very very lucky that I got to see Tim Duncan play and I'm glad that I took these guys with me
2: yeah I mean get getting to see him and knowing it was his last season it kind of, it got me more interested in basketball than I've been I usually tune in every uh, postseason for basketball mm-hmm. I'm usually I was usually following I, I was never a Pistons fan but I was usually watching their games just because they would be the ones on TV so in this you weren't tuning
1: in yeah. for the postseason then
2: no no but they uh, i was usually watching Hey-o. them at the end of the season uh um but yeah, uh, being able to see Tim Tim Duncan and being able to be at that game and see him and Ginobili, yeah,
0: you got Ginobili and Parker yeah, too, and Parker, you know.
2: So it was, and you know, the Spurs are such a successful team over the past, gosh, almost two decades now. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it was. It was very, it was very cool to be able to see them, and it, and I think it is going to pull me more into basketball. I mean, I've always been oh, aware man. of basketball, obviously. Um, oh, I got, I've I got another
0: thing to pull you in Uh This year, we need to catch uh, a Mavs game because I do want to see Dirk novitski before he retires yeah another yeah. one of my favorites even though he plays for a bitter bitter rival yeah he's always been one of my favorite i would players. love to Just, see him play yeah that'd be cool um but yeah No, uh, definitely, definitely sad about those retirements, you know, Uh, Garnett
1: playing for so long, you know, a couple of numbers on Garnett, Uh, obviously NBA champion Mm -hmm. in 2008. No, yeah, the Celtics team. Yeah. Uh, MVP in 2004. Yes. 15 time all star. He averaged a double double over his career, uh, 17.8 points per game and 10 rebounds per game. Goodness.
0: One of the all-time
2: greats, and gold medal
1: numbers. in Sydney in 2000.
2: Yep. Yeah, those are good numbers. Yeah. Those are amazing numbers. So the, the, the 15 All-Star trips out of what was it? 21. 21 yeah, yeah, seasons. Out of 21 seasons. Yep. I mean, that man, you can't deny that.
0: I I do wish he have held off a year because I never did get to see him play live. Right. Uh, yeah. That would have been nice. Uh, I, and I I do love the fact that even after he left for Boston to chase a championship and whatever, uh, that he did come back and finish his career in Minnesota. He really <laughs> does mean a lot to that community and to that team. So it was nice to see him him end there
2: he's, he's got a personality that i think can turn a lot of people off yeah um but you know that's that's sports and that's the the good players are going to be like that from time to time when you have so much talent it's really hard to not uh, yeah. be excited about it right uh, but but you know he was passionate tim duncan yeah, was passionate too exactly. they just showed it
0: in different ways polar opposite ways yeah. right um but just every bit as passionate
2: and you can't you can't tell a player how to express his passion no, right right
0: you know yeah. his or her passion
2: like you can't you can't tell them how to handle a win or a loss except sports. steph curry
0: you can tell steph curry not to throw his mouth guard <laughs> well you can tell him that but he doesn't have to listen to you
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's hard to expect anybody to act a no. certain way well, no, because, I, I fully agree yeah with. when your
1: sports you're, are are emotional you know you you get out you you get your your blood pumping and the, oh, yeah. and the testosterone going and and you or estrogen yeah but we're talking about men's basketball right now
0: soon when the uh when the, for ladies too Tom. i know but
2: right now we're talking about the nba which is you said sports we're into the bickering session of our show remember these are actual brothers yes um anyway w- women's hockey will be starting up again. Yeah, actually a couple of weeks. I love that league. I watched we watched that league all season last year where they stream their games live on YouTube. It was so fun to watch those four teams. I really hope that league grows soon. Or merges.
1: They're playing more games this season mm-hmm. than they did last season, and how
0: many did they increase to?
1: Do you know offhand? I think it's twenty-one. Okay, not positive, but I know each team had either ten or eleven home games. That's a nice yeah. chunk of
2: games. Yeah, it's um, it's a great league. I I, I really love watching it. There, it's very energetic. I only and caught
0: one or two games, but each one I caught, oh, right? yeah. I mean, it was it was excellent. It really was. Yeah, no, I loved watching a them. You good got level
2: of play. Uh, you got a lot of you got a lot of women from uh, the Boston teams right, right here. Well. You've got. Um, Japan's uh, national team goaltender uh, playing for one of the teams, um, I yeah, believe it's, um, it's a lot of fun to watch, and I, I really do hope that they get more coverage. It's it's hard thing to do, uh, even especially because it's hockey. Like not only right. is it you know a, the women's sport, which is just going to get less coverage no matter what you try to do. Right. It's it's also hockey, which is going to get less coverage than well, I know other they, sports they, in America.
1: They do run the scores across the bottom line on the on the sports stations. Yeah, so there's, yep, they're there's getting at in least there. that for
0: now. Well, once they start showing highlights. Um, will be on yeah exactly so yeah, well,
1: once uh, they start showing highlights they'll be even bigger than they would the NHL they'll be ESPN. showing yeah. men's highlights on ESPN yeah
2: so. yeah. no I think I, I'm really excited for them and it's still it's the it's the uh, what it's the NWHL yes Is it, yeah, National
1: Women's Hockey League
2: yeah they're, they're only a four team league um, I'd love to see them increase that to six or eight. There are other women's leagues as well who uh, are, what, they're paid even better, too. Uh, I know. actually, or, uh, the NWHL was the first oh, okay. ever paid I, women's league. Yeah, I know there was a larger league out west. Uh, who knows if they ever merged or had some um, kind of championship think, would be cool.
1: I think they are defunct now. Are they? Um, That's sad. But the some of the teams, like, for instance, the uh, Minnesota Whitecaps, I think.
2: Yeah, it is um, hard. It is hard to maintain... Um a women's league because just traditionally nobody tunes in you know it just traditionally we think oh these sports are for men yeah but uh, my the- god like let's watch an nwhl game and try not to be excited about what you're seeing I mean, it's great stuff and then we got high profile college players like amanda amanda kessel who who's a terrific hockey uh, player hashtag best kessel yeah <laughs> she is a she is a terrific hockey player um it's only a matter of time before i think uh, a, a a woman makes an NHL team. Um, I know that they, the Tampa did that in an exhibition way back yeah, with, um, with uh, Maine and Reum. Um But I, I mean, I, I think there's still room for it. Women's hockey in college is getting so right. so competitive, so well, exciting and, to watch.
1: And now they have an option for after their college career is done. They,
2: exactly. They so they can, have more to work towards. They can
1: play. Yeah. You now it doesn't pay. You know, anywhere near. What any other uh,
2: sport? Yeah, but neither did does neither did any of these sports when they started either. Right. Uh, I mean, you you um, you see Hall of Famers who have no money. Um, you know, I met I met Rocky Blyer several years ago, uh, uh, a great Pittsburgh Steelers player in the 70s. And he had to he had to sell his ring at some point, you know, um, because those guys, they didn't get paid. They got nothing to fall back on. Right. They weren't given the financial tips that rookies are given now. Oh, they, they weren't given any
0: medical care either. That's yeah.
2: true, too. Yeah. Well, now we have teams that just have n- entire staffs of doctors keeping you healthy all the time. Um, so yeah, you're gonna the women the women's teams are gonna have to go through a lot of the same right. same stuff. Unfortunately, they, they already
1: do have a players' union. Which is good. That is very good. Um, and they they make about the same as as the AAA ECHL does per season.
2: Which is pretty, which is which is nice. It's a good start, right? Yeah. They're they're getting paid slightly more per game, but they're you know it's more entertaining than ECHL hockey too. Yeah, you say, <laughs> we yeah, have yeah. the we we have the Toledo Walleye here that that we get to see. Every it's year. good and hockey. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's good hockey, and and the, and the Walleye are are usually pretty successful. We hit the playoffs a lot, um, but a lot of times. You you are showing up just to see guys crash into each other. Yeah, They're, it's a very frustrating uh, sport to watch at that level. Um, you know, you just got missed passes all day long, yeah. and guys standing there looking for the puck. And then I go and I watch NWHL the next day or later on on YouTube, and I I see you know like like these women could definitely play these right. HL Gosh, and the,
1: uh, I believe actually uh, the previous Toledo team the the storm has the distinction of having either the first or one of the only female players to play a position other than goalie in a oh, really? professional
0: game
2: I miss the storm. I don't miss the stadium. Oh, that's terrible.
0: Or the logo. Eh, the logo wasn't as bad as the stadium. It was terrible. <laughs> Think about the stadiums that our teams used to have. We well, had Save this for logo bros. Yeah. but, yeah. but, <laughs> but Our no, next yeah, yeah. show. <laughs> right after our general hospital show. Um, all right. So actually, the reason we are called... Ballpark Bros. Uh, At the end of each day, we are going to uh, go ahead and give you our take on one of the different ballparks or arenas or stadiums that we've been to. Uh, Today, we are going to let Tom kick things off. And Tom's going to talk a little bit about what is essentially his hometown stadium. uh, Because, you know, his... Pittsburgh affiliation through and through, except uh, for hockey. He started out as a Penguins fan. He did. He loved No. I was a yager fan. Loved the Penguins. I, I loved, loved
1: the mullet. Shirts, hats, everything. So what's it. your favorite
2: stadium, Tom? So Tom? Tom is gonna talk gonna, about
1: his Gonna talk about the uh, uh PNC park where the Pittsburgh Pirates play. Uh relatively new-ish park opened in two thousand and one. Uh that was a little before I was uh, I have boxers older than that. Thanks. Um Oh, a little before I was into baseball, but uh, it opened the same year as, as Heinz Field did after they trashed Three Rivers. Um, and I went there a few years ago, visited a friend in Pittsburgh, and we decided on a whim to go see a baseball game. And I it it went to extra innings, and I decided, hey, whichever of these teams wins this game, I will choose them as my favorite team. And it was the Pirates and the Cardinals. And the pirates wanted on
0: a walk-off something or other a walk-off something or yeah very rare play in baseball
2: yeah yeah they're only like one or two every decade walk off something or other and so i
1: became a, a pirates fan and that was my first experience there at pnc and it's just a very beautiful stadium inside and mm-hmm. out yeah um they have the rotunda uh along the one baseline where uh, we actually sat for most of that game because our seats were in the bleachers and it was 95 degrees.
0: That was my first <laughs> experience as well was out in the bleachers on a Memorial Day game. Oh, and boy. yeah, just hot as could be. So not only hot, but packed. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then it poured on us. Oh, <laughs> boy. Well, you got cooled off the a bit sun, at least. Nope, and then the sun came back out <laughs>
2: and, and, and it was like humid off. 98 degrees. Oh, boy. Yeah. The PNC Park is a very fine park. Yeah. I, oh. I've been there a couple of times and I love it. Oh, and the,
1: just the view out Across the river, mm-hmm. of, that's exactly the, what I was of, say. Yeah, of the downtown skyline, it's it's one of the best views in baseball that I've seen. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a very nice park. Uh, it's it's up there in, in my list of parks that I've been to as far as one of my favorites. It, it, that's the yeah, first
0: I mean, place I ever saw a major league game uh, back in 2010, and it I loved it then. I love it now.
1: Well, and, and it's just it's so accessible too. It's it's yeah. right there on yeah. the on the shoreline. Yep. You can get to it through the public transportation, the the uh, you know elevated train thing, the T train that they have.
0: Right. Right. Um, also one of the best features, uh they do have a Primani Brothers in there. Yes. So. Yes. People are
1: very, people so if, are
2: crazy about that. If you want some there.
1: coleslaw and French fries on your uh deli sandwich. Personally
2: I do not, but, well, I but know nobody that
0: nobody cares what if you if you ask for no coleslaw, they will make fun of you
2: mercilessly. Yes, so that's why I avoid the place altogether. It's sort of like Boston when you don't order the beans. Exactly. Yeah, they just they run just, you right out of town. They just throw packs of beans at you. They put your face up on every Every everything every wall do not serve because he doesn't want your beans exactly
1: you know and and uh, it's just a really great park that I enjoy going to I try to get there at least once a year
0: yeah we, yeah we've been able to go once a year uh, for the past few years I uh, got to see the Padres uh, three years ago yeah. uh, the Mets a couple years ago and uh, who do we see this year uh, three, all three of us went somebody's got to have it the well, Brewers ah uh, yes the Brewers yeah the Brewers this year
1: well then uh, David and I. Last year went yeah. and saw the Phillies. We saw great pitching matchup. It oh, yeah.
2: was uh, A.J. Burnett, and it was, uh, what was it, Hamels? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and so we got the two aces, which was A.J. Nice. Burnett
1: pitched nine innings of shutout baseball and didn't get the win.
2: Nope, and they won. <laughs> it was a no decision. It was a great game. Nine
1: innings, and then it took extras and
2: a walk-off double from... Joey, or what's-his-face, Jay Hay. It was Jay Hay. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, it was Jay Hay. He, he had the walk-off double. It was a great game. Yeah. And um, it was it was
1: really great to be able to uh, get to see AJ Burnett in his retirement season.
2: Yeah, it's another retirement and, tour that yeah. we got to and see. And
1: he pitched a great game and, you know, he got a huge standing ovation when he came off the field.
2: Yeah, I was I'm lucky to have been able to see him. Like I Sometimes I, I'm usually looking up the pitching matchups before I go to games, and sometimes I just completely forget to, and I just, you know, show up and see who I get. And we got that, and I was yeah. I was so excited to be well, able to get the two aces, especially AJ Burnett, who's right. at the end, or who was at the it, end of his funny,
1: career. It's uh, funny throughout his whole career playing with the Yankees, he was not a great pitcher. He's always been very solid.
0: Yeah. He's a very He's solid, solid
1: number three guy. Yeah. But that you know, those last couple of years, he he was in in Pittsburgh, and then he went to Philadelphia for a year, and then he came back to Pittsburgh for his retirement season and it, he had such a great season that he was uh, voted
2: an All Star for the first first, first time. time in his career. Yeah, yeah his final season, first yeah. time in his career, he makes it the All Star. And game. Like, they t-
0: they tried to do that for uh, David Ross this year. Oh, really? Yeah, the Cubs had <laughs> a whole thing of uh, vote like in Rossi, and uh-huh. uh, it came up short. But yeah. it, it is really nice when you see that happen right. for players like that, like Burnett, just well, an awesome guy. And Burnett
1: actually still uh, comes around every so often. There was a he had come to a game uh, a few days ago and. He he told a story about how Andrew McCutcheon said he was going to hit him a couple of home runs, and then Andrew McCutcheon ended up hitting two home runs in the game. And <laughs> exactly. a <this>, couple. <laughs> after the second one, he points up to the luxury suite where Burnett was
0: sitting and, and gives him a nod. I do love, uh, another thing about the stadium itself, I do love watching home runs go right out into that Pirates... Oh, yeah. yeah! Pirates hedge right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just such an awesome thing watching him go. I've seen McCutcheon hit a few out there personally. and well, that's really, really are, cool uh, I've if only you,
2: been able to see McCutcheon get robbed really badly there yeah, yeah. In, that, in that Phillies game. Man, man what happened? He, well, McCutcheon
0: hit one in the the game we were at, the Brewers, the Brewers game. he went oh, yeah, out did. to
2: the Pirates. Yeah, that's right. He did nail that yeah. one. Yeah. I'd love to
0: see one go into the river. I really would. Uh, I saw one bounce into the river. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to take a special guy to do that, So, uh, David Ortiz or Kyle Schwarber or somebody of that nature. Uh, the only guy
1: who could do it regularly for the Pirates was Pedro Alvarez, right.
0: but he couldn't field, so you got to go. Yeah, that happens. We don't have the DH like some people. <laughs> that's, that's another discussion for another day. Actually, there are many more discussions for many other days, and I think that's going to do it for us today. Yeah, so, I think so. Thank you all for listening, and we will... Uh, Hope to keep you tuned in next week when we are back with more sports talk.